<laughs> the heat is Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode oh. 37 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. This week has a ton of convention news. Xbox just had one, Sony's canceling one, and we're about to be going to one. More evidence of the PlayStation 5 has surfaced. Nintendo 64 classic hopes have been dashed. PUBG is officially coming to PlayStation 4. There are MPD numbers for some old game systems. And a discless Xbox One may be on the horizon. Welcome, guys. Yay. I'm Richard Bergman. Tonight I'm joined by Michael McLeod. Yay again. And Cesar Concepcion the second. That'd be me. What's up, guys? Hey. We're here. To talk games. We are. Yet again. Mm-hmm. We've been here a while. And we actually played some games we in, did. Our, in our preamble. Mm. What do we get into, Michael? We got into a 3D TV. We got into a 3D TV because you brought over the greatest 3D game that has ever been pressed to a disc. <laughs> that we couldn't even get to work. Oh, God, 3D. it was a disappointment. It was. The game looked good, though. It's still a good game. Yeah. Oh, Cap- so you started this. Yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah. So, yeah, no, it, was, it was me. Oh, yeah. You're the reason I, why we're starting late. I did not start the whole 3D craze. I didn't say, hey, we need to do this specifically for 3D. <laughs> I what said, did, here's Captain America. I found it at a Goodwill. It's a good game. Here. Here's Captain America. I found it at Goodwill. It's a good game. Here, comma, here's on the front page, or the, the cover of the disc, it says, playable in 3D. I didn't say that. So you said. What, so what did we discover? That it's uh, okay. Not, it's not really 3D. Okay, so I was like, I have a 3D TV. <coughs> we'll hook it up. We'll throw it in there. We'll see what it looks like. Yeah. It doesn't look like anything. It's just... Two screens beside each other. You didn't have the proper green, uh, the red and blue lenses. Yeah. What was the definitive answer? Is that what you need? I mean, I, I don't think we came up with one. On the, on the PS3 one is Active 3D. Active 3D on that TV that I have yeah. with active glasses. And it seemed like in the menu settings for that Captain America game, you have to have mm. those passive, either mm. movie theater or passive lenses. Which were the ones for like Avatar and stuff, right? Where you just... You kind of put them on and they just hang over like there's no battery compartment or anything. I don't even think that would work, to be honest. Because, like, remember when, when the settings, there was, like, a color setting. And then there was two side by side. And then there was two. How did that top. work? I don't know. How did the top work thing? I right. mean, it would technically work if you, like, cut a piece of cardboard out and, put, and like, put it on the front of your face. And Who does that, though? Is that nobody's like, going to do like that. That's like GoldenEye screen watching or something. Yeah. So the 3D attempt turned into troubleshooting another set of glasses, turned into putting in Halo Anniversary. What is that? Just Is that just called Combat Evolved Anniversary? I think. 3D for 360? I'm not really sure. And then we popped in Sly Cooper for PS3. And that was easily the best looking 3D game. That, that was, yes. So that was fun. We went Ghost Recon a, looked great, too. Ghost Recon did look good. Mm-hmm. Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Mm-hmm. Which should be filed under G for Ghost. Nope, it should not. Unlike those monsters that put all their Tom Clancy games under all T. All the Tom Clancy games go under I'll T. I'll move mine. I'm, I'm one of those monsters. You better. So that was a fun little uh, exercise to start off with. We usually, um, <coughs> I guess some some inside baseball here for no podcast is we usually end up watching sports, which Michael insists we no, watch yeah. football or baseball. You guys end up watching sports. <laughs> I end up playing on my phone or a switch. Or as something. we're as we're trying to get warmed up and ready for the podcast, but eventually, sometimes we end up doing game stuff. Like, uh, was it like four weeks ago we did Mario Party? Yeah, I think that was the beginning of October. That was a while ago. Oh, so y'all ready to fuss, cuss, and discuss? Mm. First, I think I have a question for you. Oh, you do? You know? Did I come up with one? I don't know. You didn't let me know ahead of time, so. I know I was trying to catch you off guard. Oh, gosh. Oh, 
because I'm mm. I'm the best at coming up with stuff on the fly. We've discovered. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This um, just 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 an offshoot, just a brainstorming session to really get us going. Okay. Okay. Rock and roll. Great games. I saw this thread on Reset Era. And that's where it came from. Great games with bad soundtracks, awful soundtracks. Great games. We've we've played average <laughs> games where the soundtrack will bring the game up and it becomes a classic. These are good games that you can just play. You can listen to a podcast on the side, mm. or you end up turning the volume all the way off. Y'all I'm, have any of those right offhand? I'm sure they exist, but I, I'm having a hard time coming up with one immediately. Cesar, I see you got your thinking face on over there. I, I don't remember ever playing a game with a bad soundtrack. It's too late for a, a warm-up like this. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I'm going to come up with one in the middle of the night. You're going to be like, that's it. That's the game. One yeah. of you mentioned doing this to Dragon Quest. I think that's what uh, that's what I had seen on there. What no, oh, I can't stand the Dragon with Quest Eleven MIDI, MIDI sound. Yeah, yeah everyone seems sound. to have a problem with Dragon Quest Eleven's MIDI music. I I don't mind it personally. It's racist like, music. It sounds like, fine. Yeah, it's fucking raping my ears. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. I think it sounds good. Yeah, because they freaking brainwash you just like the racist composer has for years. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> Is he racist or nationalist? But it, I don't know. it bleeds over and into being the... We've had this discussion. Know, this this discussion's been... Yeah, we're, we're, we're beating a dead horse. I don't know if we should joke opinions. about it, but... He's just a... Yeah. He's an, a relic. Yeah. It's a fossil. He, he's an older gentleman, and typically older older gentlemen and ladies sometimes have uh, odd Overviews. ways of thinking through. <laughs> yeah, there you Older go. views. I can't come up with anything right offhand, so... <laughs> that was a bust. <laughs> we failed our exercise. Way to go, guys. No, I'm yeah. trying to think of something, but... Yeah. It is late. I don't think I've ever done that with a game. I'll appreciate whatever it is and, and just go with it. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was just Dragon Quest Eleven no. for me. It was straight butt. See, I love the music to Katamari, but I don't like the sound effects. I mentioned this one time, the sound effect when the uh, stage is about to end is just the most nerve. I will mute that shit every single time. What is it that gets you? What sound is it? It's like when the, the, when the rainbow comes out. When the timer's going uh, down. Uh, it is so one. freaking annoying. That is bad. That's not music, per se. When I was playing uh, um, me and my Katamari recently, the PSP one. You were your Katamari? <laughs> you were playing something together? Me and my Katamari? Both of us? Yeah. We're rolling each other up. It's my Katamari and I. This is getting weird. Keep going, though. I second-guessed myself as soon as I said it. Is it not me and my Katamari? It is. Okay. It is me and my Katamari. All right, anyways. But it's pronounced my Katamari and I. We heart Katamari. That's the PS2 one. So when you're rolling up stuff, it'll make a noise. Like if it's a cat, it meows and stuff. Katamari touch. I had touch. forgotten about that. Uh, how's the Vita one? Mm, I have it. I think digitally. Mm. I, don't, I don't think I've played it, actually. No impressions? I'm trying to remember, but no. Oh, I just a, remember that first one. It's like, shut up. We should do a Katamari. It's almost like, do you remember the Star Wars Rogue One? It was kind of off a Rogue One trailer, the first one, where they had that alarm going off in the background. You don't remember like during that? the whole time? Yeah, it's just like, stop. That's really <laughs> irritating. That must have set a bad precedent. I don't think. I, well, a lot of people went to see it, but it's not. I mean, I get you're just supposed to like. Rogue One actually, I got, I, I think, did well. I enjoyed it. I that was a great film. There's a lot of people out there that hate it, though. I don't. I, I don't know. I sit in the middle. It's an alright film. You're middle of the road yeah. on Rogue One. Yeah, I don't actually own. That's the only Star Wars movie I don't have. Rank the Star Wars movies. Empire Strikes Back is number one. You're on Team Empire. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't think I really have a favorite. 
They all come together as one. I love Star Wars. It's your favorite. Sorry. I was going to play Devil's Advocate. Attack of the Clones. Oh, God. He's going to be that guy. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Whatever pisses off Michael, I'm going to go with Attack of the Clones. Right. Okay. That's go, the best one. Going back to our brainstorming session, that movie is saved by that love theme that came out of that movie. That's a great thing. If we got that one music piece out of that whole movie... I'll put up with the movie. I actually don't mind Attack of the Clones. I don't mind Love the prequels as much as everyone else seems to. It's just that, like, the scenes in Attack of the Clones where, like, he's on Camino. it's just everything is generated, and it's just... It is. It it's so a very phony. visually... I don't know. Maybe I just have a fondness for Mandalorian. So, I mean, like... You Boba, like that? You like Boba that Fett and Jango Fett look awesome to me. Um, when he gets his head lopped off? Yeah, I don't know. Spoilers. Cool stuff. Yeah, spoiler. I never saw the ending. Thanks. <laughs> what happened in the middle, is. so you're fine. Why did he become Boba Fett? Yeah. Oh. Star Wars lore. Um, we'll get the Mandalorian. We need TV Russell show for that, right? Disney Plus. Oh, we do need Russell that. for Star Wars lore. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I don't know when Russell's going to be back. I think he's going to take a hiatus. I'm I'm deep in Star Wars, but not like him. So. <laughs> he is dressed up as the Star Wars. He is. He has been the Star Wars in public. Y'all want to jump into news? Let's do it. Timestamp 9-11. Well done. Whoa, <laughs> this all got weird. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, news. Uh, Cesar, you and I watched this show together. Michael, did you tune into the Xbox show? I kind of did. I uh, I kind of watched half of it I, on and off. Like I had it on the iPad here. So last Saturday, Microsoft had their <coughs> XO18 event, and it was in Mexico City. And Cesar, you were telling me there's a lot of like um, Xbox ties to Mexican culture as far as like their preference in games and things like that. Mm-hmm. A lot so, of the Xbox, I mean, a lot of the Mexican community in Central America and South America are very big in Xbox versus anything else. We saw a lot of that in the pre-show. Like, Especially uh, Brazil. Brazil. A lot of fans with Brazil's gear a, shirts. Brazil's a huge market for Xbox. It just seemed way more hype than most <clears> other <throat> shows I watch for sure. It was, but it was it was enthusiastic. Like, as far as the tempo. fans go, the fans were like... Those were fans. You think they were handing out like monsters and all that? And, I don't know. They had to have been doing something because everyone seemed to be joked up on sugar. Here, take a shot of this. <laughs> exactly. It was super high energy. Yeah. Like I'm saying, Phil, like, Phil people were jumping and all this stuff. There was no like quiet rooms for the most part unless there was something really important going on. It was a good show energy-wise. Mm. Some of their transitions were a little weird, but yeah. that's going to happen when you have these scripted type things. Some like of the that. people doing the show, I, also th- I, don't, I don't know all of them, obviously, I but like I was like, okay, you don't really fit in here to me. I don't know. My biggest complaint is they showed a lot of old shit. They did. Yeah, there was nothing. It was just like, whoa, awesome. It was, this could have been an hour. So um, I agree with both of you. Um, CNET has a pretty good rundown of it. They started off showing off uh, PUBG, which we knew there was going to be some Battlegrounds news, but did y'all think it would be coming to Game Pass, which is what they announced? Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do anything about the ice map. Nothing about a new map, which we saw at E3, which was six months yeah. ago now? June, July, August. I imagine it'll be six the months. Video Game Awards. Yes. Oh, yeah. When is that? December 6th, I think. Okay. On that note, I guess we can cross this off the list, but PUBG, after weeks of being hinted around, mm-hmm. is coming to PS4 on December 7th. That Friday. Mm-hmm. I've already pre-ordered my copy. You're jumping? I already pre-ordered. Are we going to play that night and try to win? Against all the noobs. I'm trying to get in before it gets bad. You think I'm joking? I'm, I'm getting in before I it gets bad. I just want to win again. Yeah. <coughs> that's that's going to be your way to do it. Oh, sounds like. Because we missed probably out. probably 50 hours since we We missed out on Black, Black Ops 4 because when, when it first came out, people were winning first place left and right now. It's impossible to win first place. I was in like fourth and third my first yeah. couple of rounds. Now they got at least one good guy in there that's always getting first. They're rigged. Hmm. 
Yeah, but I've already pre-ordered my copy. It's coming to me. I'm going to be on there getting chicken dinners for you a second. You getting your uh, Nathan Drake skin on there? So it's Last fi- of Us book back. It's physical day one. How much is it? 30? 29. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the yeah. same. You jumping in? No. <laughs> I barely played the Xbox one. <laughs> I thought one we could talk you, you into it. Nah. I'm all right. play the Xbox one with us again. We need to fill out a squad. I mean, we might. You're great at these. This is a military-type shooter. You're great yeah. at these Tom Clancy-type things. This is more slow-paced than Call of Duty, and it's a lot more thought in it. But I'm wondering if we get strategy. Some, some cross-platform news on that. So that would be interesting. I wonder if we get cool. that at video game awards. Just this kind of came out early. I'm curious to see. Both of you guys were playing on One Axis, so you were getting the best experience that PUBG has. You want to see how it's going to look on Pro? I want to see how it looks on PS4. We haven't seen any of that. Pretty damn good. I'm curious too. Just to see if it's. They said they've been keeping up with this PlayStation build along with the same path as the Xbox. So we're going to get that PlayStation 4 build. At this, you know, at the same time that this Xbox is up to date, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be intriguing to see. So they piggybacked uh, the next bit of news was they piggybacked uh, that PUBG announcement for Game Pass into Game Pass announcement for a discount. You can get the first month for a dollar, which is a ninety percent discount from the ten dollar monthly fee. <coughs> uh, they also announced the Xbox One X is getting a Black Friday price drop to three ninety nine, a hundred dollar discount. And all controllers will be $10 off. They then announced two big um, developer purchases. Any excitement on these two what studios? What were they? I know it was, uh, Obsidian was one of them, right? In Exile and Obsidian. Okay. Which are both more or less like PC RPG developers. That's fine. They Yeah, they branched off of uh, old Bioware when they were doing those. Both of them did, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, Obsidian was yeah. Night's Old Republic 2, which was a great game. Yep. And uh, they were showing a lot of Alpha Protocol. We we commented on that when we were watching yeah. it. It's like they showed the same clip over and over. That guy getting his face busted in. <laughs> so In Exile and Obsidian Studios will join 343 Industries, The Coalition, Turn 10, Rare, something global. I don't know who this is. Global Publishing. Minecraft. I guess it's Mojang. Did they just absorb Mojang and keep the name? Yeah, they bought mm. They bought them. Yeah, they bought them like, what was it, like five or six billion? Yeah, it was a while ago. Amount. The Initiative, their new Santa Monica studio, uh, Undead Labs, Playground Games, Ninja Theory, and Compulsion Games. Yeah. Yep. They're building that diversity for their uh, Game Pass. Game Pass and uh, Next Generation. Because that's what I was reading about that Obsidian and Exiles for the Game Pass for PC, because they do a lot of PC-based RPGs. There was an interview, I don't think we brought it up in News the other week, mm-hmm. but uh, in an investor call, I think, at Microsoft, the Microsoft head guy was mentioning uh, Game Pass coming to PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would be kind of excited to have my library across all those platforms. Especially with dabbling in remote play here recently. Tried that at work on my lunch break. I tried uh, Call of Duty and it was a little laggy. It, you, it didn't work perfectly. You get all the messages I sent you while you were on there? Yes. You sent me nonstop <laughs> stickers. That's why I was, that's why I was I, laggy. Yeah, I appreciated that. I showed a coworker at work. He's like, he's on there now. I was like, yeah. He's like, fuck him up. I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> spam him. And we're just dying laughing as I was spamming you with stickers. <laughs> Oh, so the the other news in the Xbox show, Crackdown 3 is coming February 15th, 2019. Yay. Uh, with a new sense. multiplayer mode called Wrecking Zone. Don't care about that, but yeah. None of this did anything for me. Uh, the biggest announcement I thought was that Crackdown is free right now in the Microsoft mm-hmm. Store. Yeah. And that one is X-enhanced, if I'm not... It is. Yeah, it looks okay. good. Mm-hmm. Crackdown 3 in general, not maybe the multiplayer, but in general, looked good to me. I'll wait and be the judge of that when it comes I out. I think it looks fun. This was kind of the surprise of the show outside of uh, the announcement that we'll cover next. But Void Bastards, 
that uh, it's a roguelike game from the System Shock developer. Did y'all see that? Mm-hmm. That looked intriguing. Some of those indie titles they did on there just didn't care from being Game Pass games. Right. I downloaded whatever the one just came out. Um, it's out today. Yeah, whatever that one is. I downloaded it. I didn't even try it yet. I love when they do stuff like that. Get it now. Yeah. Nintendo likes to do that. They do. Coming later today on the eShop. Um, check out Void Bastards. That looks good. They're really pushing Game Pass, so they're announcing that. Mouse and keyboard support is coming. It actually went live this past Wednesday, the 14th. Mm-hmm. So if you want to check that out, there's a couple games that work for it. Fortnite being one of them. I did read later on that Fortnite, the mouse and keyboard support, they're going to be on different servers. Yeah, they're going to bundle you with other, so you don't have a ridiculous advantage over right. other people. Or Which, disadvantage playing against those people. Yeah, you're constantly getting headshots, you know why. Yeah. They crossed over. Um, the adaptive controller is coming to 17 new markets. I think that's one of the coolest things from this past year. Mm-hmm. That super inclusive, customizable adaptive controller. Uh, I read an article later on, I think it was Time Magazine, named it in their top 50 um, important or gadgets for 2018. Oh, that's awesome. Which I thought was great. That I think cool. Phil Spencer retweeted that, as a matter of fact. Um, Final Fantasy 13, Final Fantasy 13 2, and Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13 were added to Xbox One's library of backward compatible games. Mm-hmm. I think we all popped that in this past week. That mm-hmm. went live the 13th, yeah. I think. I of course it, it did. I lucked out on that one because I, I went to... Uh, Fitting. He just caught it. I went to GameStop and I was part of those four for ten I got. So I, I think I paid like two dollars for them like three months ago because I was like waiting for waiting for this to happen. So I bought thirteen probably six months ago, anticipating this, mm-hmm. and I've tracked down thirteen too. I'm enlisting you two guys to help me track. Down I bought 13 them 3. all this weekend because I he had found them, them. I had them all on PlayStation. So yeah, I'm loving. We talked about this in pre-production, but I'm loving grabbing these backward compatible games for like four or five bucks. It's mm-hmm. so cool to. You got to get them the quick though, because they want to shoot the price up after they go. They were doing that when when they first launched it. Yeah, That's right. I were watching stop, it. Yeah. They, they quit doing it. Like oh, uh, good. Blue Dragon went from seven ninety nine to like twenty four ninety nine. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Lost Odyssey did the same thing. And they were, Nobody cares free. about Blue Dragon like that. Yeah. I liked what I played of it, but that I boss well. theme, that yeah. fucking metal screamish boss theme, what was, was this too slow? What was the fucking? Comp- hey, games with the uh, music. What, what, <laughs> oh god, for. that is one. <laughs> there you what go. What was that fucking thing I used to say when they were choosing it? Playable. Not oh playable. yeah, playable. Exactly. Playable. playable. What was that from? It was from Dragon. Blue Dragon. Blue Dragon. To try to tell you, oh, this playable. is not, not a cutscene anymore. The ra- a robot. We're that playable. confident in our uh, playable. Our visuals. <laughs> now I enjoyed the rest of the music. That was a good soundtrack. So for the boss theme with the. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. We should pull that up and play it. Negative. Let's <laughs> uh, not. Outside of that, they showed off Sea of Thieves is getting a brand new competitive mode called the Arena. I'm next sure year. Russell will chime in on that next time he's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed off a Winnie the Pooh World for Kingdom Hearts 3. They're all in on this Kingdom so, Hearts. Sorry, you said that was new. Mm, that, that was a new ish i mean winnie the pooh's been in the other ones it's always been minigame base so it seems like they're keeping the same thing on this mm-hmm. hellblade senua's sacrifice is coming to game pass i'm excited i've been wanting to play this they showed off some battlefield 5 they showed off some state of decay 2 which will be 14.99 somewhere black yeah. friday best thing about it's free on game pass anyway so yeah. just cause 4 they showed some more stuff it looks good minecraft update cats and pandas yay check that out if you're interested yeah that about wrapped up the show. What did you guys think of this Xbox show? <laughs> crickets, crickets, wow. crickets. Don't everybody chime in at once. Take I, th- your time. I, I think Michael, the, don't don't speak over Cesar. It has super to... high energy, <laughs> but 
a lot of that stuff was it didn't really appeal to me personally. This I was, mean, Just Cause looked good. Crackdown looked good. Was this for so, that region of fans? Was this for the Mexico City air, you know, sure. area fans? I think it's just what they had. I mean, I so. thought we'd see some gear stuff. I what was our would, predictions? Didn't we have some predictions for? It? I I said banjo, but I mean, I was just shooting that was, in the sky. That was a you know? fun. I think prediction. they mostly they they put up front what they were doing the show, weren't they? I think we knew what we were going into. Oh, they showed some Devil May Cry stuff too. Remember, they we didn't even uh, mention that. That looked really good. Yeah, it's got that weird the guy with the weird mustache. They were all in on Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. I I kind of hate that they're piling so much into Kingdom Hearts and Devil May Cry because I know those games are just going to sell way more on PlayStation. So I kind of feel like they're wasting their marketing dollars a little bit. They shouldn't use their resources <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah, but they don't want to be because like... the the fans of those games. I mean, I'll probably buy them on Xbox. Um, just to help support that. I know we're getting Kingdom Hearts on PlayStation, but I'll probably buy an Xbox copy as well. As you should. You want to get those games on there. But uh, I, I just... I don't think they're targeting the people that mainly play their systems. The people that are into Devil May Cry and Kingdom Hearts, they're probably going to buy it on PlayStation. But you have no Japanese market, like, as far as sales go over there. Mm-hmm. And you can't... Like, they got murdered these past couple of years with Yakuza being on PlayStation. We have uh, Gravity Rush... Shadow of the Colossus. I know a lot of these are first party, but there's mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XV's marketing was tied up in PlayStation, wasn't it? There are all these like when you think of well, these Japanese Final Fantasy games 15 on on their stage a few times on Xbox stage. Did you really associate that as an Xbox game? But that's though? what I'm saying. Most yeah. people didn't, and it it didn't sell that way either. I'm not saying they should put no money into it, but I mean, I hope they're not spending a ton on it because they're probably not going to get the return on it. Right, but they also don't want to leave that totally because they're getting their no, ass kicked. And I'm not, as far I'm not as, saying they as should. far as that brand recognition, they don't want to. They don't want to just leave that totally behind. Nah, nah, definitely not. Nah, we'll see. I mean, Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 on Xbox looks better than the PlayStation version. Does it? Uh, well, the Xbox One X. The Xbox One X looks better than the Pro version. It's the opposite way, obviously, on the other versions. I am gonna grab the Royal Edition, Royale Edition. Definitely, it's twenty somewhere if I remember, or twenty five. It's twenty at Best Buy. Twenty at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally so, worth it. Yeah, I'll pick it up for the Superior Cover Art as well. You said the artwork. Mm-hmm. I already have a digital copy of it. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I thought about getting the upgrade because I have the base game. I think the upgrade was like eight bucks or something a couple weeks ago. It's it's yeah, it's cheaper just to buy it again. More Final Fantasy 15. While well, we're talking about PlayStation, PlayStation officially announced like two days ago, I think it was. This is coming from The Verge. This was yesterday. Mm-hmm. They are skipping E3 2019. Yeah, that was yesterday. They will not have a presence there. No booth, no sideshow like Microsoft and EA have been doing. They will not be there. This is the first time in, their 24 year, in the 24-year history of E3 that they will not be there. Uh, in a statement released to Game Informer, Sony confirmed that it would be skipping the annual conference, commenting, as the industry evolves, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage the community. Mm-hmm. PlayStation fans mean the world to us, and we always want to innovate, think differently, and experiment with new ways to delight gamers. As a result, we have decided not to participate in E3 in 2019. We're exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019, and can't wait to share our plans with you. What do you guys take this as? What are your thoughts? I'm annoyed by it, personally, because I always take the week of E3 off. And what I pretty much see this is they're going to have their own thing sometime, but Mm -hmm. later. And it's like I already took the time off for E3, and I don't want to take another set of time off. That's just a personal gripe of mine. Do you see it as a a Nintendo Direct-style messaging? Because they mentioned in here several, just in that one quote, you know, 
uh, continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage the community as well as new and familiar ways to engage our community. It's like back-to-back sentences. Cesar, what do you think? Um, I mean, what are they going to show other than the outside what they showed in 2018? Last of Us 2, Ghost of uh, Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. And Days uh, Gone. Day, uh, Days Gone, which is coming out in February, which the, I mean April, which will be out before then. So the other one would be Death Stranding mm-hmm. and Dreams. I mean, those there's only a handful of games that got left for this console generation. So right. Take the year off, come back and announce the new console 2020, have people want it. Do you think they'll have an event maybe midsummer sometime, maybe after E3, where they do announce I think they, they would do, do, it. They would do it before. They'll get too much shit to wait until after. It'll be before E3? Yeah, it had to be before. Because yeah, they said they're not sure. doing anything during E3. That's what they said. I, I would be surprised if they wait till afterwards. I would, I would imagine they'll do something before. I remember streaming that, because uh, they announced the PlayStation 4 event, and I remember mm-hmm. streaming that in like December, was that December 2012, I guess it would have been? I don't the, know, but I remember streaming The system it came too. out, or maybe January 2013. It was in the beginning of that year, because it yeah. came out the same year. When Mark Cerny came out and was uh, showing it off and talking about the architecture and stuff like that. that was, this, this is before they moved their main office to California. Yeah. I mean, they're all in centrally located North and North America now. So maybe we get a, a Sony campus type show where they show off PlayStation 5 or what's next for PS4 outside of... It's not going to be E3 mm-hmm. time. I guess they're just... This, this is weird. I don't know how to feel about it. It's just weird. I don't mind because it's not like... So E3 used to be the time when we got all these announcements. Mm-hmm. We're getting stuff weekly. We get updates on all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. We get Nintendo Directs. We don't have to worry about E3 with Nintendo. It's just... I think, I think the way... And the way they mention this, especially the way we get this news and this content is changed. We have devices like they don't have to have a big press conference for people to come in and write newspaper articles and take pictures and publish in magazines for mm-hmm. us to read the next month. We're getting it immediately. We're getting tweets. We're getting Instagram photos. We get that stuff quick. We don't have to. We don't have to have these big stage productions. And they remember a couple of years ago. It was just the year. I think they call it the year of dreams. Shinmu, Crash Bandicoot, Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just my own views on E3 is just the pomp and circumstance and really just enjoying it with you guys, texting mm-hmm. back and forth. That's what I like the most about a, the event. It's just a event. big hype train for it me. Is. And I, I love that part about it. And so much of it, I think, is a celebration of our industry. And that's, yeah. that's what I it's worry about It's not just losing. about the game announcements. It's about, like, let's get together and let's let's show what we got. Yeah, there's meetings that go on. Developers meet with publishers. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get the random picture of Miyamoto playing Gears of War or something like mm-hmm. that or checking out another booth or... Yoshida's playing 3DS, that kind of thing. I do like how immediately after there uh, was it Microsoft and Nintendo were both like, we'll be there. Oh, did they? they well, yeah, they response? both confirmed they were going to be there. Yeah, so. Microsoft threw shade and said they'll be there. Yeah, Nintendo did the same. I don't think uh, I don't think they said they're going to do their off-site thing again. I think they sound like they're going to be there. Microsoft's going to be back on site? That's the way they tweeted it. And not at the Microsoft Theater? Yeah. <laughs> Close by. Did you uh, see the little... Uh, convention floor map or whatever that someone posted no. it was like a little mock one and they just had the bet the gap where they would normally just said Fortnite, <laughs> taking up the sony yeah. spot yeah yeah it's all Fortnite, and they had bathrooms and then nachos yeah the nachos next to the <laughs> they didn't have they didn't have microsoft <laughs> and nintendo in there at all yeah so i think the other they had a booth way to the right which is hot dogs and hamburgers <laughs> nachos Fortnite. there's a Fortnite. well the nachos party. is right between the bathrooms so yeah i was like i think he did that purpose it's yeah. very fitting yeah uh, the bathrooms were like super huge and somebody on the thread was like thank god we need bigger bathrooms <laughs> I'll go to this floor plan confirmed <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. do you think the uh, E3 opening to the public affected the, the this transition the way things are going 
No, I think with it's just, it, with it not being such a big publisher event, I think it's just in the. I think it's just we're in the uh, cycle right now, console cycle, where we're towards the end. So, yeah. And then Sony is a completely different company than it used to be four years ago. I mean, a lot of their uh, revenues based off PlayStation business, so they can't sit there and fuck around like they used to. Right. True. Because they sold off their PC base. They still do. TVs, their phone division is struggling, so it's not. They were talking about selling yeah. that division off for a long while. They were talking about selling off Sony Pictures for a while. I think they finally started turning a profit. So I mean, no more Vio laptops. Yeah, Vio yeah. laptops have been gone. Yeah, they sold that off to another company. I think it was like Lenovo or something like that. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it was. You have an Xperia phone still? I do. Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah, they make good phones, but I, I don't really see people buying them a lot. Right. I don't know anybody else with an Xperia phone. Probably, it's, probably pretty small market share. Yeah. No, I mean they—they they, it's like you said, they build good phones. It's just they don't question people like what's difference in I mean, they, Samsung or the same thing Pixel with their or, with their TVs. I think the A1 OLED they have it's like one of the best TVs out there, but it's it's overpriced to be honest. How much is that OLED? Uh I couldn't tell you. Time. OLEDs I, are dropping. Guys. So it's about it's about double the price of the LG OLED. We're getting close. So. Maybe a couple more Black Fridays we'll have. Um, I don't know. I'll wait till OLED they, deals. I wait till they perfect that burn-in protection. I always see nightmares, and every time I get in the thread, I heard it's mostly mostly myths. Like people that I know that have them, they don't have issues. Yeah. I don't watch TV like that, so I mean, I mean, I don't watch TV. That I mainly use it for games. Would it burn in the menus for games? Yeah, if you leave a pause, Dragon Quest. You just have to. You just have to be wary. Turning off the TV when you leave the room and stuff like that. Is it like plasmas used to be? Because my plasma has a scrolling bar I would, thing. That uh, I plasmas do have a legitimate problem, but I don't think I've older been, ones do. Yeah. yeah, like Even mine then, down here doesn't. I've been. And I watch plenty of ESPN. I've been in like a lot that. of forums where not just reset era, just a lot of forums where people there shit are on still OLEDs issues that that burning is really bad. Uh, I mean, I guess if you have the money to afford one in the first place, you. Not too worried about it. You just go buy another one. But yeah, toss it out. <laughs> toss it out and get a new one. Exactly. But that's that's my two cents. I, I just don't think they can fuck around anymore like they used to. So they're going to be very careful in what they announce. So that's why they're cutting out a lot of these shows. No Paris games. They didn't do anything this year. I think they'll just have their own event. It'll just be. Hopefully, it'll be around the same time. So yeah. I can catch it all. I don't want it to be an awkward time where I'm like, well, great. Because my my favorite thing was going to the Microsoft tweet and everybody shitting on Sony. We're going to show the same four games in the next three years. Yeah, that's all they give them a hard time about. They're like, next year's E3, good thing they canceled. It just would have been Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, and it was the same as last year's E3. Because there's never surprises. People yeah. don't ever announce new stuff. So it's it's kind of well. I mean, it's been light the last couple of years, but you're right. This is the end of the console generation. Give us that's what uh, happens. Everyone's holding their cards for the next thing. Give us collections. Finish us off. Finish us yeah. off with collections. Give us 4K HDR. Resistance trilogy. Give yeah, us that the sort infamous of thing. games. Oh. Give us uh, or some of that stuff you I, promised really early on, like Final Fantasy. Like, how about go ahead and get ready for that, and then maybe bring is, out an HD version. I mean, an HD year. That's version. PS Five all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you could really, Final Fantasy, at least release it on PlayStation Four too. True, and just let it be cross. Yeah, uh, I didn't put this in the show notes, but y'all saw the uh, the Luminous Engine team is working on PS Five. Mm-hmm. Somebody's yeah. LinkedIn profile said next gen you, Square Enix game. You saw the Red Dead Thread 2 where they're pouring that over the PS5, supposedly. Red Dead? Mm-hmm. So those seem kind of non stories to me. It's like, I kind of assume that most players are, that are, unless they're actively working on something, they're going to be working on something that's going to be working with the next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's like Microsoft's working on next Xbox stuff. Shocker. Yeah, the PS5 thing I've added to the preamble is not really, it's just linking back to a, an interview from October. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just confirmations come out in 2020, right? I mean, that's pretty much it. 
It no. is confirmation. Somebody keeps dropping it out there. I, I don't think there's anything console coming out. I think that Xbox One you mentioned, I know for a fact they said that Scarlet, anything Scarlet related was not coming to 2020. Their next generation one. Right. They said mm-hmm. the, the only new Xbox hardware coming out next year will be the discless one. So, Let's move on to that story then. I don't have it up. No. What did you read about it, Cesar? There's a discless Xbox One coming up. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, then they're also going to offer a disc-to-digital program where you send in your discs. Wasn't it just a digital S? Copy. It was an S, right? Not it, the the mock they had up there was an S, but I don't think they have anything on there. I think it's only been announced from Microsoft that it was going to be a discless It's like Xbox. a shrunk-down S? So it could be something smaller. So I know a couple of my employees, uh, employees, a couple of my employees, a couple of my co-workers, like I'm not on the company, but a couple of my <laughs> co-workers are excited about it because they're all moving to all digital anyways. They're going all digital. Yeah. So they're, I'm a lot of them just like, oh, they're, they're like, I was going to buy one next, but he's like, fuck it, I'll just buy the discless one. So I saw this, uh, we got this news from Windows Central. I saw this today. Uh, they said, while Microsoft's long rumored Xbox Scarlet consoles are expected in 2020, a new report has emerged detailing a discless Xbox One on the horizon. According to a recent report from Therot.com, T-H-U-R-R-O-T-T. It's French Therot. 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 The next hardware release will ditch its disk drive, pursuing a low retail price of $200 or less. The discless Xbox One is reportedly based on the existing entry-level Xbox One S, like Michael mentioned, Mm -hmm. adapting an otherwise similar form factor. The report also details a planned disc-to-digital program launching for the console, allowing existing disc owners to convert select games to digital licenses, just like we got for PSP to Vita. Japan did. We didn't. Under this, you can trade discs at participating retailers hoping to ease the conversion for those interested in mm. physical me- invested in physical media. Mm. All this could launch as early as spring 2019, yet the firm isn't committing to a launch window internally. This makes sense to me because they announced earlier this year that xCloud beta was going to start this spring in yeah. 2019. So this seems to me that it would go hand in hand with game streaming and uh, go ahead and upload your digital library. And, and I also see that even when the next gen consoles come out, I, that's why I was telling Edgar at work or my coworker at work that I, I, he might be able to keep that device and just stream the next the Scarlet games on there. Yeah. Because I'm thinking they're just going to add an app where you can just stream that stuff through the old consoles. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's my guess. That's what's going to happen. So, hmm. what do you guys think about a uh, my secondary Xbox One right now? I don't play discs on, so I'm already kind of in that boat. It's a dedicated um, YouTube TV machine. Mm. I fired up PUBG every once in a while on it. And uh, it's got a bunch of like Doom and Wolfenstein and Perfect Dark and just a yeah. bunch of digital yeah, licenses my, that I have. My extra Xbox is hooked up. It's on the 1080p TV. It's an S. And yeah, just about everything I play on it is not like super high profile stuff. Kind of funny how we're already doing that, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm not... But I, I want to be able to still have my stuff for the the nicer things and whatnot. But right, what do you guys think about trading your discs in for no, digital licenses? No, I wouldn't do that. I don't. That's not. I would just not a fan of that. I mean, digital licenses drop quickly, so I'll just wait till price drops. They do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, we, I, we I mentioned just, getting these old backwards compatible games physical for five bucks. We all buy Batman the other day. We did get five, Batman five Return dollars. to Arkham, and I'm gonna get it on PlayStation too. Both of them for ten bucks. I'm I'm down. I bought fucking Turok. How much is Turok? Five bucks. Five bucks. Oh, I'm buying Turok too. You're down for Turok. It's regularly twenty dollars. I'm like, fuck that. Five dollars. Yeah, I didn't even notice it was on sale. Is it both of them or just one? Just one. Oh, that's still five bucks. They came out with Turok one and two for for Xbox One, right? So it's just the first one on sale. That's Mm -hmm. okay though. Five bucks is that was my price. Definitely better. Yeah, I'm for that. Can we play multiplayer on that? That's my thing. Anything that's digital, I'll buy for five dollars. Because like I bought The Last of Us for eight ninety nine. I bought like a lot of those PS4 first party ones for like eight ninety nine. Like I got the Tartar Trilogy one. It's like ten. So. Yeah, so did I. 
That's what I was like, <coughs> I need to get those digital. Uh, that's on my physical list for Black Some Friday. Some of them are just like easier to just, I mean... Just more convenient. Yeah. I know for Uncharted 4, like, I bought digital because for some reason or another, like, my system just sounds like it's going to blow up playing at a game. Really? Oh, game. The, the disc drive's loud. I always like, Wee. Yeah. Every time I start Kingdom Hearts. But the like, digital version is not so bad. I mean, it still gets warm, but it's not like... It's not spinning. That it doesn't thing. sound like it's about to take off, you know? Yeah. <coughs> My pro is pretty loud, too. I heard God of War puts a strain on it pretty good. Oh, mine yeah. did. Yeah. 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 It does. I'm thinking about grabbing that. Well, I have a copy. In There's that upgrade. Did uh, you read about the upgraded Pro or something like a quieter the, version? That the they Red Dead Redemption Pro. New, that skew kind of slipped out. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be quieter. But they did that with the PS2 a lot where they just slipped out. Yeah, yeah. Other versions. That was to cut out hacking as well, right? Mm-hmm. In the days before firmware updates, you had to release a whole new console that would <laughs> negate mod chips and things like that. Yep. Nintendo's still doing that. Yeah old school some things never change mm-hmm. all right so what is our let's set a price point for this this is uh this is coming out this spring i'm gonna pitch this to you guys you get the the streaming system you get one controller <coughs> uh you're gonna get a month of game pass a month of gold and your first five physical discs to digital are free what so, you guys buy price so for where... this device this is an Xbox One S. Yeah, I have it's a, one. I'm it's good. a miniature one. It looks like an Apple TV. It's a it's a small footprint. I would imagine it'd be like half the size. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, the One X is like half the size of the S. If no, it's super about, small, and I can about. actually, you know what? No, not even then. Horizontally, I've got a lot of digital licenses now for. Xbox. I was thinking, hey, travel, but half the time the internet doesn't even want to work at uh, the places I go. So it's like, what's the point even then? Okay, so internet's going to get better at some of those places, so you would use this as a travel device. As a travel device, I use my Xbox One S right now, currently anyway, and then I had got that slim PlayStation 4 for that sole reason. Would it be nicer to take a, you know, an Apple TV? Oh yeah, thing definitely, because that's a lot smaller. I would be down with that. Cesar, what is your, uh, what's your buy price for this? What if you think it's, what you think it's 150 For me, <clears throat> it would be, for me it would be 100 bucks. For most people, I imagine it would be like 150 $100 for your buy price? Do you guys see this as being anyone's main Xbox or more like a supplementary, like a when we when we all bought the Vita TV and just use it as an add-on type thing instead of replacing our Vitas? A little bit different market, but I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, who is this? Who is this? I would hope for? that would not be your main Xbox. If if the, if you just have the one console and you just want that one console, you need to. Well, I mean, I'm speak for everybody, but I would get the better version of it. Just, start off with don't don't enter in at the cheapest way you know you can, right so so sorry your co-workers that would be interested in this you think yeah uh what what do you think would make them jump on it versus do they currently have an xbox yeah okay. i mean they're, they're jumping on it anyways so what kind of de- what would this device serve for them what purpose does it bring about for them? they were all going all digital anyways because uh, a lot of their family members are doing share the content Family share. So. Oh yeah, and just get, of, just get rid of the just get rid of the optical drive. I went in there and told him like, yeah, Batman's for five dollars. He's like, fuck. He's like, he said my brother's probably going to download when he sees it, and his brother downloaded too because he just their <laughs> consoles were linked. So how does That's that work? Awesome. I, I've thought about setting that up just for things like PUBG and stuff like that. We can get two people playing it, right? With the one license. I don't. As far as I, I know, I I only know to an extent of like. My Xbox and the Xbox, well, there's two Xbox in the house. Both of them we can access the content on. Uh, one's in Nelly's room. And same thing with PlayStation. 
No, if if even if, if under my name, I can download it and she can play it. But right. I, I think it's only so many you can do that way. I'd have to look into that actually. So. All right, we beat that one into the ground. Are we good with that? Beat it into the ground. <laughs> uh, PUBG is coming to PS4 on December seventh. I think we about brought that up. We so did thirty bucks. We did not mention this. There's a Survivor's Edition of PUBG for PS4. It's $50, and the Champions Edition is 60 The extra editions include bonus G-coins and extra in-game rewards. Mm-hmm. It's going to come with the three maps, Erangale, Miramar, and Sanuk. Uh, PUBG on PS4 Pro will also include support for HDR. So you you buying this physically, right? It doesn't support HDR on regular? If it is an option, I will get the physical disc. It is. Amazon is giving physical. Hmm. Okay. That's the one I'm jumping on, which okay. I imagine go to Best Buy also. Um, but... Michael, my S does HDR, so I don't know if that's what you were asking. No, no, no. You said uh, on Pro it supports HDR, but the regular PlayStation 4 supports HDR as well. The article on The Verge specifically said PS4 Pro. Yeah. Mm. There, well, I mean, the PS4 HDR is weird. Mm. Interesting. It's hit and miss for me, but I yeah. think it's more so my TV than anything. I don't... I think we've gone over this before, but I kind of wish HDR was more... I know it's a, a newer technology, mm. but I wish there was more of a standard for it. Just so you knew what you were getting going in. You know, yeah. we, last generation, you got a 1080p TV, 1080p, mm-hmm. you're good. It just mattered whether it was plasma, refresh rate, that kind of thing, the pickiness of that. We just bought it too late because all the new TVs now that come with HDR, HDR 10 plus and Dolby yeah, Vision. Vision, they come with all three now. So That's the risk of being early adopters. Yeah. That's, you know, yep. that's how it goes. Very true. Because my parents just bought a new one and it comes with all three. Did they? Yeah. Where did they get one at? Did they get one of the, uh, what'd they get? Vizio. They got a Vizio? It's like a 55 inch for $4.99. How's it look? looks good. Dolby Vision looks great on the Star Wars movies. On the, yeah. That's, it's be, it looks better in the HDR. I've been looking at the TCL. I just. I have too many. There's always going to be something on the horizon. I am not buying. Yeah, I'm not buying anything until I get HDR 10 Plus because that's brand new standard. I think only two companies are supporting that right now. 10 Plus? It's, the, it's their equivalent of uh, Dolby Vision. <laughs> I quit. You have to have a chipset on there. <laughs> There's no I'm catching done. up. So what's going to happen is like the TVs we have HDR10, they're going to eventually phase those out. You need to have 10 plus. So yeah. it's going to be 10 plus or Dolby Vision. That's it. And then as soon as you can afford a 10 plus, it's going to be <clears throat> 11. So it's you're going to be behind again. So it's only two companies that's doing it. So And then these are chipset based ones. So even the 10 plus is based off a of chipset. It's just their software is free. And Dolby Vision is still charging for theirs. Okay. That's why there's multiple companies. Licensing fee? Yeah. Oh, because some people are like, hey, we want HDR-type content, but we're not going to pay your bullshit licensing you fee. you got some companies like, Dolby Vision's better, we're going to go all in on this one, and some companies don't want to pay that licensing fee for every movie they release. Gotcha. So. I don't know, man. My Sony 850 looks pretty damn good. I'll stick with it for as long as it uh, keeps going. And then you got, what, the Samsung QLED that just got announced as AK, so. Yeah. And that's happening. I've seen the QLEDs. The QLEDs look yeah. just as good as the damn OLEDs. It's whatever their quantum technology they put in those. There's no... I don't think they look as good personally. They're, the content they play looks incredible. <coughs> but you switch over to like a regular, like just a regular feed, mm-hmm. it doesn't look as good to me. I'm with a reset error on this one. There's no such thing as a perfect TV. Yeah. You're going to have to have 50 TVs and change <laughs> stuff out. And Yeah. It's like buying a car. I mean, you, you upgrade every couple of years. You know? Yeah. You just got to do your research and commit to what you got and stick with it and roll with it another five years ten and def- years and you can uh go again defend it like a moron on internet forums and <laughs> don't do that and ridicule other people's don't choices do that. oh yeah <laughs> that we can justify yours yes <laughs> that's what it's all about yeah. mm-hmm. i chose right yeah yours sucks because i didn't get that one yeah <laughs> other other than just being like hey man i'm happy for you you got what you wanted mm-hmm. 
Speaking of getting what you're wanting. What you really, really want? <laughs> Awful segue. Oh, I, didn't even, I didn't even use English on that one. Um, Reggie was pressed about the N64 Classic, which we all know is coming, right? Yes. Crickets. So yeah. the PlayStation he, he Classic, yeah. PlayStation Classic's December 3rd. It's in the next couple weeks. I'm really excited to get it and play around with it. Huh? You canceled yours. I did. Cesar, you're still getting one? Uh, I'm getting two, one from Japan and one from here. You're getting the Japanese one? Mm-hmm. So this is also an article from The Verge. Uh, 2016 brought us the NES Classic. 2017 had the Super Nintendo Classic. 2018 has the PlayStation Classic. So a 64 Classic can't be too far away, right? Um, right. Reggie Fizame had an interview with Kotaku, and he says, quote, he would never, ever rule something out. What I can tell you is certainly that's not in our planning horizon. We were clear when we did the first two classic series that for us there were limited time opportunities. There was a way for us to business as a business to bridge from the conclusion of Wii U as a hardware system to the launch of Nintendo Switch. That was the very strategic reason we launched the NES Classic. So while consumers may have been anticipating something, we view these as limited time opportunities. We've also now been very clear that as a consumer looks forward to engaging with our classic content, that is going to happen more and more with the subscription service. There you go. Mm-hmm. So they're not ruling it out, but it's not currently. I don't really like think they know. Going. I don't really think they know what they want to Are they in the position to have to pick something yet? No. Cesar, what do you think? That's why I say it's not ruling anything out. Mm-hmm. I'm ruling nothing out. There you go. See? So there's, we're not going to get our PS1 versus N64 war that no. everybody wanted? That is kind of sad. I it thought it would be funny, but I mean... It would have been entertaining. We would have got that announced way sooner if it was going to be December. I don't think they would do that last minute. Because mm. no. we got, I think we got the other announcements like four or five months ahead mm-hmm. of time. Plus, it would have it slipped. Somebody would have, you know, said something. I mean, there's some mock-ups out there. But yeah, we've had all these mock leaks and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But then, you know, people make shit nowadays, so... I think the biggest 3D thing printers, is... God bless 3D printers. There's some cool-looking uh, Retro right. Pie N64 mixes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I played... I played like a uh, Mario 64 ROM hack on my Retro Pie, or my Raspberry Pi. Why am I saying Retro Pie? That's the emulator skin that runs over it. Um, do we need this? I think we've... Do we need any of we've this? We've made a really? list. No. Do we want this? Yes. The argument is, and I think The Verge brings this up, is... How can you play Ocarina of Time easily today? This classic, this uh, stalwart of Nintendo's golden age. Depends on who you're asking. A timeless masterpiece. With us, it's not a problem. Yeah, I was we saying, all have. I've got buy it on 3ds is probably their answer, though. I have five ways to play that game right now. Oh my god, I have to think about it. Let's see. Let us count the ways. Let us N64, N64. GameCube, Wii Virtual Console. Wii U Virtual Console, 3DS, that's my five. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. 2DS. Well, technically, there's two ways to play it on GameCube. You have it on the Master, the the collection, mm. and then you have the Master's Quest disc. We'll count each one of those as .5 ways to play. There you go. So until they, I think the people are clamoring for a Virtual Console. They've expected that. And we're getting these Nintendo games with the subscription service, which is cool, but do we want more from that subscription service? Definitely. I think they're trickling out stuff at an abysmally slow rate. Well, <clears throat> I think this NES one is just a test. So Yeah, I'm sure it is, but it's just like some of the stuff they're putting out, I'm like, I don't care. What is people the, don't care. Okay, let me let me back up a little bit. What is the best way to appease everyone? with a When a console launches, you don't automatically get a Zelda, a Mario, a Mario Kart, except we did. We got that right off the rip. True. 
and you're not going to get all these features day one. We didn't get PlayStation VR with the launch of PS4. We didn't even know it was coming. So there's these things that get added on as the console goes. Uh, 32X was gifted to Genesis owners, and they had no clue that is the gifted the word <laughs> we're looking is for it? here. Is it? But there's always going to be something to add to that ecosystem mm-hmm. or to add to that platform to to extend its life. And I don't I don't think they need that right now. No, they're going into X. their second holiday season. Uh, both of you guys bought both copies of Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu. Uh, we each bought one copy. So that's a combined... Regrettably so. Uh, $957 <laughs> between the two of you. Jesus. <laughs> you also bought the 4K limited edition pressing of the Detective Pikachu trailer. Mm-hmm. Cesar got the one with the 3D disc in it. Those are my favorite. The European 3D disc one. Because they only make those 3D movies <laughs> in Europe now. Like The Hobbit. Yeah. I was looking at The Hobbit up there earlier. Uh... But uh, Nintendo's going into their second holiday season with the Switch. Um, do you think there will be a maybe a reactionary spring? Is there any is there reason any, any reason to have to bounce back? Sales are going to be good, I think. Yeah, I'd, they're going to sell a shit ton of Pokemans and Super Smash Brothers. We hope so because their sales were lagging this year on this console. Mm-hmm. They were they're just behind their their goal, right? Wasn't yeah. it like twenty million for the year, and they're at like eleven, I think. I think a lot of people are going to jump when Smash Brothers comes around. There's some good bundles this holiday I think it's season. gonna blow up good. for Smash Brothers. Yes, let's hope so. I'm sure Pokemon's gonna help as well, but I mean Smash Brothers. Because I, I mean that's a good looking 199 PS4. So that looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm tempted to have another PlayStation. Um, so there's two good Switch bundles this holiday season. Uh, the regular one, 299, comes with Mario Kart, mm-hmm. and there's another one that's a Walmart exclusive that comes with um, Switch Classic One Two Switch, which mm-hmm. we all loved and played for 30 minutes. We didn't. You didn't come hang out with us. Yeah, no, I didn't. No, that game was straight. No, no not my type of game. Not fun. I was gonna say something inappropriate, but so Walmart. <laughs> Walmart has a SKU for two ninety nine that comes with <laughs> one two switch and Mario Tennis Aces, mm-hmm. which I've only put about thirty minutes into myself. I was super disappointed with that, but oh, then we need to bring that another time. Bring Mario Tennis. That'd mm-hmm. be a good one to take. Mm-hmm. There you we go. Keep forgetting that's an option thing. Where are we gonna take it, Cesar? Dream hack, hack the dream. Dream hack Atlanta, which we're going to tomorrow. Hacking dreams. We'll cover that shortly. Is that all we want to talk about for Switch? Or for this Nintendo story, the N64 Classic? Rock and roll. How upset are we that there's not an N64 Classic on the horizon? I'm okay with it. Yeah, I am too. I'm kind of alright with it too. I would be, I'd be down for them to come out with it, but it, I'm not going to be disappointed on something that was never a thing to start off with. We're not exactly like clawing down the, the walls <laughs> exactly. trying to get it to come out. Exactly. Uh, they, they never said they were doing it anyway. It's not like they said it and then changed their mind. Right. So, damn cool. I know several of my most favorite um, N64 games wouldn't even be on it. Well, uh, that N60, that, that was a weird era, too. A lot of that stuff probably doesn't even hold up as well. As I think did. we're going to find that out with a bunch of the PS1 games. Yeah. But we, the three of us especially, and our listeners look through a different type lens with these kind of games. And True. And the history of our industry. Nostalgia rules everything. Around you. Very, very true. I mean, we were having that discussion earlier. It's like half the stuff we're playing now is just nostalgia-based. I said 10-year-old me or whatever, fit 12-year-old me. is like, what are you playing? Pokemon? Tetris? And what was the other one? The hot games right now. Spyro. <laughs> Spyro, Tetris, and Pokemon. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yep. And we're looking forward to a PlayStation coming out soon, a PS1. Yep. Speaking of PS1, great segue, Michael. Um, NPD analyst Matt Piscatella 
he's on Twitter a lot, and he he's usually where the NPD numbers come from initially. Like he'll put out a tweet and says, "Congratulations, PS4 number one console of the month," that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He released all-time bestseller list for the N64, PS1, Saturn, Dreamcast, and Game Boy Color last weekend. Did you guys look at these lists at all? I didn't. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter, so when you tweeted, you checked it out. It out? Yeah. I didn't see it. All right, we'll have Michael play the uh, we'll the guess the game. Play. Yeah, do, oh, do you God. want to? Or are you down? Uh, some of them I am. Some I'm. I'm gonna be. Weird but these are these that. are based off dollar amounts, right? Not by actual physical. These copies. are dollar amounts, yeah. not by unit sales. NPD is always dollar amounts. Okay. So some of these are a little iffy as far as bundles. Maybe have a peripheral. Some I'm do- totally not gonna get, but I like. Yeah. All okay. right. First up on the list, and this is coming from Kotaku. I guess maybe top three or something like that. Okay, let's do the PlayStation One. What do you think would be your top? My top selling, selling PlayStation One games. Mm-hmm. Mm, Gran Turismo. That's number two. All right, haha. Good job, me. Final Fantasy Seven. Number three. All right. So I got to get number one. Crash mm-hmm. Bandicoot. Did yeah. I get them? You mm-hmm. got all three. Of them. All right. <laughs> Way to go, Michael. You win the prize. The prize is the rest of the list. Uh, number ten on that list was Driver. Wow, really? Number nine, Crash okay. Bandicoot 2. Number eight, Metal Gear Solid. All right. Number seven, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Good game. Number six, Tekken number 3. Numero Dos, you mean? Yeah. Numero Dos, yeah. yeah. We always call it Numero Dos. Uh, number six, Tekken 3. Number five, Crash Bandicoot Warped. And number four, Gran Turismo 2. Mm-hmm. And you got three, two, and one. That was Final Fantasy VII, Gran Turismo, and Crash Bandicoot. All right. Next up is the Nintendo 64. Let's see if you can go two for two. All right. Uh, Mario Kart? That is number three. Mario 64? Number one. Ocarina of Time? Number four. Oh, no. You almost went two for two. Oh, man. So I got to get number two. This is synonymous with with 64. This is a pretty solid pick. Super Smash Brothers? I don't know. Number eight. Oh, wow. Well, then I don't know. Come on. No, 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 no. no. Don't tell them. Oh, so I'm, I'm still guessing. They would have to fight for this to be on the N64 Classic, we assume. It oh, wouldn't be an easy. Uh, Goldeneye? Goldeneye. Gotcha. All right. So number 10 was actually the most surprising one on this list no, to me. No, it wasn't surprising. It was Perfect Dark wasn't on there. It's. I think it was so late in the console. Yeah. It was 2000, right? When I remember discovering Perfect Dark, we were. I was playing games with my friend Andy, and we were taking We were taking a break from PS2, and we would pop in Perfect Dark, and that's when I found Perfect Dark. So it was in that in-betweener. I, I played Perfect Dark day one, and you I, had I was one. not an N64 player. So. And you were down. Mm-hmm. That was. Oh, God, that game was so good. Okay, so number 10 was Star Wars Shadows of the Empire, the number 10 selling N64 game. Well, you know what? That was so early, though. After you bought Mario, what else are you going to buy? The majority of those games are all early base. Yeah. And what was another big thing about the N64 early on? Those cartridges were like 80, 90 bucks. Mm -hmm. True. So it's dollar amounts. That was another key thing. Uh, Number 9 was Diddy Kong Racing. Great game. 8 was Smash Brothers. 7, Star Fox 64. Was it more expensive with the Rumble Pack? Because it had the it Rumble was. Pack with it? I want to say it was seventy nine ninety nine. if okay. I'm not mistaken. That was that's pretty good 80 bucks. I've spent 80 bucks yeah. on worse. Yeah. Uh, number six, Donkey Kong 64. Mm. So I'm thinking... Expansion Pack. That's how I got my copy. Yep. Number five, Pokemon Stadium. Four was Ocarina of Time. And then three, two, one was Mario Kart, GoldenEye, and Super Mario 64. Mm. This one is going to get you. You ready for this one? Yeah. Sega Saturn. Oh, music. yeah. I'm not going to win this one. The music is going to get you. Uh, Nights in the Dreams. Number two. <laughs> All right. You're close. You're getting there. Um, man, I'm not gonna get this Doom. Maybe no. Stop. Doom stop. did not make. I'm it. not even. Gonna... Is there a Doom for Saturn? I don't even know. See, like I'm not that familiar. No, with Saturn. it was uh, Duke Nukem was their big one. Duke Nukem. That was the that first was online. The Netplay one. Netplay for Saturn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we'll just run it down. Run down it. 
Uh, Panzer Dragoon is number 10. Okay. Their original game. Number 9, World Series Baseball. Yeah. Number 8, Sonic 3D Blast. Okay. Uh, it, was a, it was a Sonic <laughs> game, and there that wasn't was many on the Saturday. Oh. Number 7, Sega Rally Championship. Okay. Good I'm game. good with this. Number 6, Tomb Raider. Yep. Interesting. Not, not usually synonymous with Saturn. Came mm-hmm. out on it first, though. Number 5, Virtual Cop. Okay. Came with a gun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peripheral. Number it came with a real gun. Number four, Daytona USA. Daytona. Did that come with that weird steering wheel thing that you have? That's I, I have a I have a real steering. You have wheel. a legit Saturn steering yeah, wheel. Yeah, like I don't think it came with it. Number three, Virtual Fighter Two. Okay. Number two, Nights in the Dreams, and number one, Madden NFL '97. Oh yep. God. Yeah, I would have never got there. So I was looking over this and I was like, uh, okay, but I forgot like Genesis and all that. They were all in on sports games and yeah. even Dreamcast. There was that black sports edition. That's true. So that was their like hardcore. I really want edge. that one, but I don't want the sports logo on top of it. It's ugly, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Not a big Everything fan. else is great. Next up, we got the Sega Dreamcast. Want to take a crack at this? Oh no! He just gave you a clue. Two of your three are in that genre. Are they all sports? Well, Two of the three. No. Yeah. Well, like, uh, there was only one sports NFL series. NFL 2K there. There or something go. like that. Yep, that's it. That's number one. You got it. All right. Damn. There's another 2K. Can we guess non the non-sports parts? No, this, there's, there's, <laughs> there's only, only so many 2K ones. NBA 2K. That's number four. Oh, wow. I think MLB four. 2K would have been the better guess, right? How good know. were those baseball games? I've thought about trying them out again. They carried them on on 360 for a while. I they did. I, had I mean, I just Zombie on the front and Xbox. It was on Xbox too. The Sega mm-hmm. Sports series. I just go off of, you know, from working retail. Like, what do people ask for? Right. Uh, basketball and football. Those are like the two that usually sell the most. What is the de facto uh, Sega Dreamcast game? Sonic Adventure. Number three. Oh, yeah. So here's your list. Number ten. Resident Evil Code Veronica. Okay. Number nine is one of your favorite games of all time. Shenmue? It is my favorite game of all time. Oh, it is number yeah. one. Uh, number eight, Ready to Rumble Boxing. That was a launch title, wasn't it? It was a great game. So it's too. probably a lot of people picked up uh, at launch. It was Midway, right? I think so. Back when the Midway was still around. Bless Midway. Yep, not Warner Brothers. I think it is now. Number seven, Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. I beat that game this year. It might be my game of the year. Number six, Crazy Taxi. Number five, NBA 2K1. Number four, NBA 2K. Sonic Adventures at number three. Number two is NFL 2K1, and number one is NFL 2K. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the two of the top five selling Dreamcast games came out when it was dead, when it was already, the pull, the plug was basically already pulled. It must have been in that $99 bundle. I wonder if they included that in the in the sales figures. The console. We talked about the Madden peripherals in there. All right, we'll wrap this up. I think this has been kind of fun to go through there. Yeah, right? definitely. It's interesting to... Uh... Learn these things. And be surprised by something. Yep. Here's your top ten Game Boy Color games. Uh, what do you think are, are your top three? Uh, well, there's got to be a Pokemon in there somewhere. Two specifically. Uh, are they color specifically? Yep. Yeah. So they're gonna be gold and silver, most likely. Yep. Silver's number one. Okay. Gold's number two. Okay. Number three, I think, was a launch title. Uh, Mario Deluxe. The weird one. Yeah. The cut off screen one. Yep. Zoomed in. All right, you got all three of those. Number ten was Legend of Zelda: Oracle of Ages. Okay. Nine, Pokemon trade carding game. Okay. Tra- trading yeah. card game. That's a pretty fun game, actually. Number eight, Donkey Kong Country. Interesting. That was actually a pretty good port at the time. Yeah. Number seven, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX. Good I game. I love Link's Awakening. That's the best version of that, too. Number six, Yu-Gi-Oh! Dark Duel. What is that? I don't know. 
That's when you. you I don't know. Why did you? Why did you have a theme song for it? Where did that's they what they the do song? on Yu-Gi-Oh. Time Seriously? to duel. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they they like remix it, and when they go duel, they go. It's goofy as hell. Number five, Pokemon Crystal. Number four, I had this game, but I did not have a Game Boy Color at the time. I played on my original Game Boy. Pokemon Pinball. This was a good ass frustrating game. ass game. Came with a rumble pack. Yeah, it's a good game, but yep. man. Got that for my birthday one year. It must have been nine or ten. Calls you an aneurysm. Super Mario Brothers Deluxe number three, Pokemon Gold number two, and Pokemon Silver number one. That's a fun list. Alright, yeah, that's that's solid. I think that's all the news I have. That's it. There was no more cool MPD businesses. That's it. I like those. We're an hour in. That was fun. Yeah. But we'll never get those again unless somebody comes up with a bunch of copies of uh, Sonic Adventure and it moves up to number one. Yeah. They release Sonic <laughs> Adventure 3 on Sega Dreamcast. On Sega Dreamcast. Yep. Unless they are like, charge me $100 million for this copy of Sonic Adventure. <laughs> it's all about the dollar amount. Yeah. Yep. That's true. Highest selling game of all time, Sonic Adventure. Yeah, I'm sure if they counted secondhand Panzer Dragoon Saga sales, it would be number one. You saw that they all went up another $100 now? Is it really? They're, six, they're going for 600 now. That's ridiculous. My investment is starting to pay yeah. off. We need to stream that. Now that we have an Elgato, we can give it a go. We have. All right, guys, let's go to games played. We're an hour in. Let's uh, let's chug to the finish line here. Let's chug. Who wants to get chug, us going? Chug, chug, chug. I can actually start, I think. Do it. Okay. That or I can go. I'm There's only no... played two games this week, so. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. It looks like the same two from last week. It's the exact same two. I'm finishing them up. Give us a slight Almost update. finished Kingdom Hearts last night, but you then I was like... 30 seconds to update us. Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, uh, things happen. They got a Keyblade. Things more happen. The Riku died. Is your heart in the Kingdom? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. It's the guy from 7th uh, Heaven. He's yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I got to point out something last week. I hate to interrupt you. So, like, totally interrupt We took... Well, yeah, well, we're doing it anyway. Your 30 seconds was up. <laughs> go, on, go ahead, Mike. Your Year of Tales, remember last week, turned mm-hmm. it into Quest of Tales? We tried to put a we tried to put a spin on it. It's yeah, still it sounds like something else. Listen to that podcast, but anyway, keep going. Quest of Tales. Quest of Tales. Quest of Tales. Keep going. Like testicles. Yeah, Is that where we're going at. That's exactly what I got. Questicles. I thought you said on when I was, I was listening. I was like, wait, what did he say? Anyway, keep sure, going. Whatever floats his boat. Yep. I'm all about the explosives. Yeah. We can't hear you. Just like you're way off in the distance. You said I had thirty seconds. No, you're you're Still back. You're back. Exactly. Your thirty <laughs> seconds is over. So how far are you into Kingdom Hearts? You um, seriously almost beat it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very in. I'm finding in some right now. Did you restart it? Because I remember last week you saying something about like the. No, I, uh, I rediscovered my love for Tinkerbell. <laughs> she just flies around and heals you constantly. That's a very strange. Observation. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, Tinkerbell. I was like, is yeah. that a summon that you have to use or and, an and item? It, it follows you throughout the whole battle. Oh. So, I mean, it's, it never goes away. Helpful. Yeah. Oh, then why not? Because all the other summons do after you use them up. Because, I mean, the, the Mushu one shoots fire. The Genie one shoots fireworks or whatever it is. Magic. I don't know what the fuck the symbol one does. He just wars all the time. It's just charge up, charge up. He doesn't do shit around anybody. Is that a buff? He looks cool. Maybe. I don't know. Um, the Bambi one, I don't know what it does. Um... What do we got out in there? I think that's everything. I didn't know there was a Bambi one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a hard to find one. So Tinkerbell was enough to get you over the hump as far as I difficulty? I still had to do the thing where I jumped on the dragon's back <laughs> and let my uh, got him like halfway down, and then I just threw in the Tinkerbell one and actually beat it. So Awesome. Now I use Tinkerbell in every boss battle. So what is your next step after Kingdom Hearts? What is your um, next game? I've literally put 40 hours into this game. I don't know how the strength to go into Chain of Memories. It's that long? You could do it. I fucked around and did the Colosseums on the... The Hercules level, so that 
because I, I haven't touched Kingdom Hearts since we're two weeks ago. You can probably do it in about 20, 25 hours without the side quest stuff. All right, if you if you go, you haven't gotten far in there. So if you go in there and you choose the options to level up quickly and you put it on the easy setting, you can probably blow through it. Just play it for story. Yeah, the very confusing convoluted story. Because that's what everybody plays Kingdom Hearts for. <laughs> I did it for the story, not me. <laughs> it's like Olympus. Nelly somehow that. understands it. I just like good, good for you. We need to get her on to explain it to us. Well, I mean, I still probably wouldn't know. Let's let's see what happens when I play them on. And I can interconnect it because a lot of this stuff is prequels and sequels and and it might sequels and yeah, sequels. It happens concurrently <laughs> with Kingdom Hearts too. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Night yeah. at the same time. Yeah, in this character's head. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going through it. I don't know if I'm gonna have the the strength to do Chain of Memories. I mean. I don't know. I mean, I, I... That's the same game, correct me if I'm wrong, the same game retold with a different engine, right? What's the point of playing that one? It... it... Chain I remember of... that one coming out for GBA. Chain of Memories is technically a different game, but it retreads most of the first game. Yes. From anybody's different it point of view, or card-based, for one. Yeah. Instead of a straight action-based, so it's card-based. And it's actually going through this tower, I forget what it's called. It's something that pertained to what happened to Sora in the second game. Yeah. So I mean, you don't. I don't think you start off with Sora in the second game immediately. You start off with somebody else. That's so it kind of it fills in the blanks. Not only is it confusing, but I think the entirety of Chain of Memories, like like what adds to what it actually adds to the story, and I don't really remember. I just remember getting through and be like, well, that added practically nothing to right. the entire season. It was just some way to put Kingdom Hearts in so GBA at the time. Pretty much, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was on the in. platform. So Michael says skip. Chain of Memories. I've put five hours into it on the GBA. I'll finish it this time. I'm going to go through all of them. Isn't there a guide somewhere where it can say, okay, play Kingdom Hearts 1, watch Chain of Memories video, watch this video, play Kingdom Hearts 2, play Birth by Sleep, watch this video. I, Isn't I've, that on there? I've gotten that shit where I've, I've gotten the forums and they were talking like play in this particular order because, I mean, technically Birth by Sleep is the first one and it does yeah. the creation of the Keyblades. But a lot of people, from what I was reading on the forums, they said just play it in the order that they're presenting in the, yeah. the collection. It's fine. They said the only thing that they would switch is the 358 by 2 and Kingdom Hearts 2. Because they said if you if you play 358, 358, 2... Because that's right before 2. Right. If that's just cutscenes in this game, right? You <coughs> right. just watch the movie. But if you play that before you play 2, you're going to look at like, who the fuck are these characters. A lot of those characters mm-hmm. are introduced in 2. So they said that you could do that for story-wise, but they said it's more enjoyable if you play 2. Because then you'll be like, okay, I know this person, I know this person, I know then this person. Then it makes sense. Because you're watching it from scratch on there. They don't really, from their saying, they don't really introduce them in that game. That game was made to be played after 2, so. Gotcha. Now, the beginning part of 2 is just so slow. Slow you played 2 at all? Yeah. Nope. No experiences with yeah, 2. Yeah, he, he's, I think you, what, you said you got up to uh, Little Mermaid and 1, from what you can remember? I think so. Okay. Uh, you, no, you said you remember Peter Pan. Yeah. You got pretty far. Big Ben and everything. You, you got pretty far. I was almost done, yeah. apparently. So you didn't you didn't even try to when it we came out. Like, okay, yeah. Two starts off like you're like can it's it's a red dead situation almost where it's like can right. something start? One Please. of my one of my closest friends at the time, his brother got it. I remember him getting it from our store. It takes two yeah. hours to get going. That's I well between me and you, I, the second one plays way better for me. Oh yeah, the game and the yeah. Once and you I, get it going. I, I sat there and the whole weekend and played it straight. And beat it versus one where I had to do it like in chunks. Yeah. What I'm playing now is the same way I played one on PS2 back in the day where I did them in chunks. I don't think it got one didn't get really good for me until about halfway, till I got into uh, Agrabah because I. I remember bouncing on those. Yeah. Kind of things. things. Yeah. Being all floaty and stuff. It starts you out with uh, Alice in Wonderland, and I'm like, the old the, the older Disney ones are like 
I don't give a fuck about Alice in Wonderland. That's what a lot of my thing is. I was more, you know, I grew up in the fucking nineties, so most of the nineties based ones and the late eighties ones. And, and, you know, I was excited world. for uh, Little Mermaid. So is there a Lion King world? Not I know in this he, one. I know, yeah, I know he's. A, <coughs> okay, he's in the second one, I think. So he's a character, but that world's not in there. Scar and all that. It's Lions. um, there, there's World summons. There's summons where there are crystallized gems where their worlds have been destroyed and they've been yeah. these. People have uh, formed into these summons, so you have to awaken through. Uh, Sounds like Smash Brothers. The fairy godmother from uh, Cinderella. <laughs> their spirits, spirits. You have to. Kirby has to break all their souls out of the. Kirby crystals. is the main character in this Kingdom Hearts game as well. I heard uh, this is borrowed. This borrowed from another podcast, but uh, somebody was saying Sakurai and Awada were really, really good friends, mm-hmm. and that's why he chose because Awada was Kirby's creator, and mm, okay. and you know he. Kept up with him and developed the game. I think his last game was Robobot, right? That he had his hands in. Mm-hmm. The late Nintendo president, Satoru Iwata. Mm-hmm. That was the last one he had any input on, yeah. So Sakurai uh, honored him by having Kirby be the guy that's going to be the hero and bring back. I thought it was pretty cool. It may not be true, but it sounded good to me. I was yeah. like, hell yeah. We'll pretend it's true even if it's not. How about that? Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, outside of that, I mean, I'm at the end of the game. I'm at the end of the world, and that's what they call it, and... So are you going to take a break or are you going to jump straight into... I'm probably going to take a break because even I I love 2 and I love Kingdom Hearts 2 a lot. I don't see myself jumping straight into 2 even if I skip Chain of Memories. You have to take a break from those same type game Uh, styles. I'll I'll probably fuck around with like Spiral. Like I started fucking around They reuse so much in Kingdom Hearts 2 as well well, and in 2. Y'all need breaks after like 40 hours. My breaks are like an hour. I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Hey. At least you're efficient. Get get through and get done. I right. get my impressions. Yeah. Move along. What yeah. else have you been playing, Cesar? I have been playing Tales of Eternia because I did buy that version 2.50, my non-volt glitch one. Mm. Quest of Tales. I'll check mm. mine. Mine is. Mine's good. There you go. You um, need to check your Quest of Tales. We're all getting older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you find a weird bump, then you must go see your doctor. Notify your doctor mm-hmm. once you inspect your Quest of Tales. Yeah. I, sure. Sometimes I speak too fast and I run the words together, so that's typical. I'm like, la, la, la. Michael said he had the European Quest of Tales mm-hmm. next, last time he checked. All right, so what do you think of Tales of Eternity? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know where we're going with that joke, uh, so I was like, I stop. We ran that bit into the Keep ground. It I, I'm, I'm going through it now, and this is I've, this is one I've never played. I own the tell. This is was Tales of Destiny on PlayStation One. I've owned that copy, which goes for a lot of money. You've seen. Mm. Uh, we were looking at it the other day on eBay mm-hmm. for it's like 180 bucks or something like that. Really? I own the. I the, think I have it too. I have the PS1 copy. I've never played it. Um, Tells of Destiny. Dose. I beat Tells of Destiny. I beat the fuck out of Tells of Destiny. Um, I even got to the point where I got the fucking big wheel. I know a lot of people it. didn't do that shit. I'm gonna take a look at it. I but, get um, the big wheel. The, this Tells of Eternia, which is the real Tells of Destiny Two, is really Tells of Eternia. I do have that. Um. It's uh, I've played it before on PSP. I've gotten far. Because I got to the vault glitch, which was towards the end of the game, but I was so pissed off by that vault glitch that I never finished it. You talked about that a couple yeah. episodes ago. So I'm just going to go through it now, but from what I've seen on there, and I've mentioned that there's a character from another world. Now uh, we're on the quest to find somebody to translate it. I just got to the scholar the scholar city of Nish, which I guess is supposed to be like Nietzsche. Nietzsche. I'm assuming it's part of Nietzsche. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to locate my friend to translate this uh, Meredy characters uh, from the other uh, adjacent planet above them. In their language, um, you find out that there's Kraymel arts where you can harness uh, different elements, and they speak in the language that hers. So very cool. She heard him do the spell on one of the guys, and she freaked out, and started speaking to him. He's like, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. 
he just knew that one spell, which was in her language. So, so she's like the Detective Pikachu of this area. She has a, like a, a little small animal. <laughs> Not a detective. <laughs> she has like a little small animal, which would be more the Detective Pikachu of the area. She instead be, of her, it's the creature. Yeah, yeah, the creature. So, I mean, I, I've been playing them on uh, small bursts. It's nothing I've been dedicated to, but it, it may be the game I might. Go all in after I beat this Kingdom Hearts one. So, are you playing that on PSP? I am. Did you bring it with you? I do have run, it with me. Run the cleaner through there. Oh, no, we the one, no, the one I got in there is brand new. The three thousand. Oh, you're. I bought that new in the store. You don't have to clean that. This later. is literally the first game I played in it. Oh, wow. the two thousand is the one I need to get clean. I don't have that with me though. Did this new three thousand have a good battery? Uh, that one had already expanded because I left it in there. So. Damn. That's why did I had to buy a new one. Did it one. come in the system? I thought they came in like a separate little pouch. They thing. did, but I had originally put like maybe an hour into it or something. Okay, like so you just did fire it up when it was... I mean, I told you, even the one I took out of the system, it still expanded. It was worse than the one that was in there. Holy the thing, shit. The thing was on there. Yeah, it's going to happen either way. I thought it was leaving it in the console. It doesn't matter. I had, I had mine outside in my 2001 because I made wow. sure to leave it out because I didn't want to leave it in there for whatever reason. And yeah. then when I opened it up, it's bigger than the other one was. It was oh. about to blow up. Hmm. I wonder if temperature affects it at all, because both of mine <coughs> seem to be okay when I checked them. Are they originals? Yeah. What the fuck? It's so random. I don't know. Or you just do? Is it going to happen to him? I mean, I'm uh, sure it yeah. probably happened to me eventually, but I don't know. They they, they seem fine. Because, I mean, I, pop, I you know, you kind of got me on this PSP thing a little bit, too. And I Jesus. Start on mine, but... Yeah. Welcome on... Oh, I'm not... Come I'm on. Not, I'm not as deep both as you. Both of you. No, no way. You started it. You were talking about it a couple of months ago. I, I was like, I'm only on this... I'm only on this because it tells attorney. That's it. All you have to do is mention something remotely you're, you're, related to something. Y'all fuckers are playing PSP in 2018. And, and about to be 2019. Because <laughs> the only thing you, that I care about that you're playing on PSP is all Vita capable. I'm moving the Vita for those. Like my, my Lunar and my... Yeah. Lunar's on there. Um, anything else? Uh, what about Call of Duty Roads to Victory, which is on my list of games played? Um, I don't know. I have to take a look in the store and see. But I don't play Call of Duty like is that. Is From so. Russia with Love on there? I need to check that out. I want that game. I just want to see it. Okay. I think if I played it, I would get it. I would get past it. Like if you played it, you'd be like, "Yep, I'm gonna play this on something else." Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm done. Because I think I have it for Xbox. I have it for GameCube. Is that all your games, Cesar? That is the only two games I played. We all popped in Final Fantasy XIII, but I think mm-hmm. we're going to wrap that up at the end since that went backwards compatible. That sounds good. We were all pretty excited. Mm-hmm. So, I should have segued off of that, but I did play Call of Duty Roads to Victory on PSP. Mm. Notoriously, the PSP only has one analog stick. Is that a first-person shooter? It is a first-person shooter. Hmm. I thought this was like one of those weird offshoots or something. Oh, like, like Killzone that. Liberation yeah, yeah. and stuff, which is supposed to be a really good Killzone game. Yeah. Just a strategy-based ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Killzone Roads to Victory is a first-person World War II shooter. It's a little different from the other first... Well, this is only first-person shooter I played on Vita, so I don't know if any of them are like this. On PSP? Yeah. But it's quite interesting. Um, you move around with the thumbstick, uh-huh. as normal. You, uh, Well, you move with the thumbstick. Your right axis, instead of being the stick, is the face button. It's the four buttons, like Ghost Recon. Which is not bad. It's okay. Yeah, that's all right. Um... You can hold down the left shoulder button to zoom in, but also there's some aim assist, some liberal aim assist. Mm. And the first couple times I saw it, I was like, this seems kind of cheap. But the way it's not a console first-person shooters aren't really, what's the term for it? If you're going to play a game like that, you're going to play with mouse and keyboard anyways. If If you want that perfect control and things like that. So when GoldenEye, Halo, all that stuff, when yeah, it, yeah. when that became popular on console, the aim assist became sort of a thing. This mm-hmm. is very liberal aim assist. 
but it, the way this the missions are set up and the way the the level structure is, it's almost arcade style. It almost seems like seems like my character's going from set piece to set piece of a shooting gallery. And it's okay the way it's working with uh, like trench warfare and stuff. I'm only maybe an hour into it, but the way the level design works out, the sound is great on it. Uh, the weapons don't have individual sounds; they all sound the same. So that's a little weird. Interesting. But with headphones, with the PSP, there's explosions going off. I can hear bullets firing. The the Call of Duty music's in there. I had this whole preamble in the beginning, you know, that World War II, uh, almost History Channel type presentation that they started with Medal of Honor. So it had a pretty good lead. I said this it. sounds a little more Medal of Honor than Call of Duty, even by the way you just described it. This plays like well, the biggest impression I had was a flashback to Medal of Honor mm-hmm. on PS One. Okay. Very similar. How come we didn't get Medal of Honor on that PS One classic? That seems more appropriate than Rainbow Six, right? Doesn't it? Yeah. As far as a shooter goes, that Medal of Honor seems way more synonymous. And I wonder why we didn't get Command and Conquer with Command and Conquer coming. It's all out. it's all about licensing, so that's it, true. It's all about how people want to spend money. Money, money, money. You got to get all that those games under hundred dollars, so, and probably under eight gigs from what it looks like. Do you know a single person though that's like Rainbow Six on PS One? That's the version. I don't know if I've ever played it. I got a wild hair for it for sixty four, not too long. I don't know. I mean, we're getting the same as the European version. How well did that game sell in Europe? Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Maybe we got some of their games. But wasn't Medieval crazy over there? That remaster's coming out. Yeah, there's no point in doing that. Very true. So that's Call of Duty Roads to Victory. That is a solid first-person shooter for the PlayStation Portable. Uh, also played another Call of Duty game, Black Ops 4. Cesar, you and I played some of this. Yes, we did. We played some Blackout. Mm. We were not successful. Was that last week? Was that before this podcast? It seemed like it was, it was during last podcast. I think it was this podcast. We haven't played any of this week. We didn't play any? Mm-mm. Okay, so Sunday no, night. No, we did because play, played... we played some before you went to the soccer game. That was Sunday. That was Sunday, mm-hmm. and then I played some with Russell split screen at his place to show it to him. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? I think that's that's a better impression than anything because we've talked about Blackout. That's the only Black Ops mode I've played. So, Cesar, you and I were unsuccessful, but we mm-hmm. still had a good time with it. Um, so, I popped it in. We popped it in before we went to the soccer match Sunday, so it would install. You know, it had a up, day one update and all that kind of stuff. So, Russell and I were playing split screen. He wasn't super interested in it. He's like, "Okay, I'll try it out." We played three rounds, I think, and then uh, I was getting ready to go. He was digging it. We, we made top ten one time, I think, out mm-hmm. of those three. So we had decent finishes. He liked the vehicles and stuff like that. So I was trying to gauge from him, like, are you actually having fun? Has this got that PUBG addiction to you? So I'm getting ready to go, and he's like, uh, are you taking the game with you? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's coming back with me. So I could tell, I could tell he was impressed. I'm so glad they put split screen in that game. That's such a super cool thing. It was super unadvertised, too. It was a nice thing they found out when the Tinted Game came out. Yeah. That was a good feature to have. Michael, you'll be pleased with this next game, Dragon Quest XI. Yay. I started this. I'm pleased. Then stop. Depends on what you say. Um, I did the intro, so I've done the first, like, cave and all that kind of stuff. Okay. You did, uh, was it Mount Tor or whatever? Yeah. The Tor Tor Challenge or whatever. Okay. This is probably the best-looking game I've ever seen. This is the cleanest... Most vibrant. This is just a beautiful game. Cesar was showing me scores of Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Look at the PlayStation version. That is the ass one. All of them are saying the PlayStation version are ass. Great. They said the 64 version was way better. So but, not only is it not a good game for consoles regardless, we got it on the worst console rated. Yeah. But it did sell a lot of copies in Europe. PC That's why. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why. So, Michael, I'm in Dragon Quest Eleven. Okay. My character is named George because I read that Ho Yuji Hori. Is that his name? 
Okay. Is that the right guy? That's the creator of Dragon Quest. He names his character George. So I was like, Interesting. I gotta do this. I always name my guy Hawk for some reason. I'm enjoying the music. The music is not music's great, creating right? me yet. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, I like the jump mechanic. I don't know if that's been in Dragon Quest before. No. You jump up on roofs and stuff? Yeah, it's, it's a lot more vertical, and you could move around. A, you, you know, you're not stuck on a grid or whatever. Right. It feels a little more adventure I'm seeing the battle system's perfect. Cesar mm-hmm. said it was going to be a like a true-ass turn-based RPG, and I'm I'm all about that right yeah. now. That's great. That's good stuff. The story's good. Did you turn off the little um, story's run fantastic? Uh, I kept that on, but I find I don't use it. You don't need it at all. I turned it it's off. Still turn-based with the run circle. Yeah. It's like fucking Final Fantasy XII. You're running away from attack. That's still going to happen. It's still going to hit you. Yeah. This is no point. Right. In having I think, it. I think you just appease people who don't like to stand there. I think that's what it is. That is a beautiful game. I like that the dog was in my party for a little while. Mm-hmm. It would say, so the char- the main hero, he will attack. You, the dog attacks, or it barks, and lowers defenses and stuff like that. And the girl who's with me, I forgot her name, it says in the bottom, like when it's her turn, it says she just stands back and watches or something like that. <laughs> yeah, she does You remember nothing. seeing that on there? Yeah, yeah she didn't do that. anything. Man, that's a gorgeous game. Is it PS4 Pro enhanced? Mm-hmm. It's it is enhanced. beautiful. Well, I, the grass thing. I looked at the grass thing and scrolled the camera and everything, and I was like, "You don't, you didn't see it." He oversold well, it because when I did it, I didn't see it either. I well, see something, I think but it was I not. Brought a, it up, and he looked it up. I, I mean, he said something about it, but I don't. It I just, I just me, see so. ghosting on the on foliage for some reason or another. You got a shitty ass TV. I, I got a great TV. <laughs> it's it's awesome. bullshit. His TV's better than mine. It's a fucking bullshit TV. That is a gorgeous game. It might I'm be, digging it. It's overcompensating, maybe. I don't know. A lot of the character models repeat, and I remember that from like when you and I were playing Dragon Quest Seven on mm-hmm. on 3DS. It's like every town you get the guy with the mask and the bullhorn. Oh yeah, in. I'm like well, they're in every Dragon Quest. It's like three of those guys it's in like every BDSM town. Like BDSM looking dude. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Whips and chains and a bullhorn. Yeah, you get the guy with his tongue hanging out for no reason. He yeah. just talks like that. I haven't like, seen him. You yet. haven't got to him yet, but yeah, he's in every Dragon Quest game. I've too. seen some villagers, like, I helped this girl in the stream with something, and then she was, like, later on in the house, and you could almost see the character in the house and turn around <laughs> and see that same character model at the stream again. It's like, what? Yeah. Just change your clothes a little bit or something like that. It's a different person altogether. Yeah. But I like the, uh, I can feel that, you said it was a as a good long-form RPG, and it's just a straight adventure, and I can yeah. feel that adventure starting That's a up. super good story, too, I mean, once you really dig into it. All the characters are very <laughs> likable, uh, even some take a little bit longer to get to, but I mean, you all the characters end up being very likable. They get there. Mm-hmm. So that's Dragon Quest Eleven. I think I'm more inclined to keep going with Dragon Quest Eleven than Kingdom Hearts, but I may, if I come back up here, I may alternate with that. I'm doing a lot of game room moving around, so my mm-hmm. my gameplay may be diminished a little bit in the next couple weeks. But I got the PS3 set up, so we may be on some Warhawk. You need to find a copy, mm. or just I'm sure get that, it won't be that hard. Or just get that digital, like two ninety nine, yeah. Fifteen, well, it's fifteen for the everything. Well, I think you have to have the base game to get that DLC. How yeah. do I not have it? I'm kicking myself. I think I bought the. I, bought, Dude, I played the shit out of Warhawk. That timer's wrong. I have a digital copy somehow with all the DLC. I don't remember when Did I it come it. with PlayStation Plus or something? No idea. I know I have it. Maybe I, I do, it. and I don't even know. It could be very well a thing. All right, that's all the games I played. Michael, what have you been on? Uh, let's see. Well, I'll, I'll roll back around to Final Fantasy Thirteen at the end. But I picked up Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu today. Boo. Yeah. I know you picked that up as well, so Ooh. you're kind of poo-poo on it, but you barely started, so Ooh. your point is moot. 
Boo this man. Boo! This is exactly this exactly what I wanted for the most part. It is the only thing I don't really care for it is it's very, 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 very easy. It's a bitch version of Pokemon. It is like a super easy version, but I understand that they're trying to... No, uh, the, the proper verb you're looking for is bitch or adjective. Okay. It's a bitch version. They're trying to appease everybody. So, I mean, the youngest player can pick up and play this. Um, but, I mean, the aesthetic of the game, just everything is kind of what... I don't even know how old I was when the first game came out and I got really into it, but... It's everything I would have wanted when I was that young. So I, I played that a little bit. I got all the way to Brock, the first gym leader, and I beat him. I find the battles are way easier if you have the right type advantage. So like I went in with a grass type, and I just completely wrecked him. I, I remember him being pretty easy, but not that easy. It's Pokemon. Let's go. His horrible <laughs> opinion of it. We're catching me up after my I'm very first yeah. I'm 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 digging it so far. His his opinion's mute. No. You have the it's garbage, game of the year garbage opinion. You have the Pikachu game of the year edition? Yeah, I do. Y'all well, both got the same one, right? Not game of the year edition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did, I, I'm I'm loving it. And it's not without its flaws for sure, but um yeah, not game of the year. What exactly is Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu? So from what I know I can it tell, takes place in the Kanto, the original Pokemon yes, world. Yes, so it does. what exactly is it? So it seems like a loose retelling of uh, Pokemon Yellow, for the most part. You start off, you have Pikachu as your main one. Um, your rival is just like a generic rival. Isn't particularly he's not Blue or Gary or however you want to call him. I think Cesar so. named his McClone. Bitch McClone. Bitch no. McClone. <laughs> At least it's not the true you. It's like <laughs> a it's a it's a, bitch it's, alternate, it's a bizarre alternate version. I na I named my main character McCloud my. Bad guy Kurgan. What's that from? Highlander. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so. There can only be one. There can be, and it's me. It's me. <laughs> so. But yeah, I know. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I haven't really played enough to give a super good impression, but so far, very positive. Is this more of a Pokemon game? Is this more of a Pokemon Go game? How does it. That's what I want to know. Like, it's what, a very good this? mix of the both. Uh, all of the mechanics are taken from Pokemon Go as far as catching the Pokemon. You have to essentially pacify them into letting them be caught instead of battling them weakening weakening them down. so how do you pacify them because my pokemon go days were three years ago so you can give them berries you can um well pretty much just give them berries there's different berry types you can get and stuff like that you don't beat the shit out of them with you the don't beat the shit out of them no the only fighting is against other trainers which how, you have and to how do those battles play out they like play traditional exactly like pokemon to. yeah okay yeah you have uh Team of six, and then you have four moves each, and that's where you're at. So you have a Pokeball on the table. What is the purpose of that with Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu? So it acts as kind of like a, a right Joy-Con controller. You know, original Pokemon you, on Game Boy, you had A and B. So it essentially acts the same way. You have your joystick, which can be clicked in as the A button, and you can tap the top of the ball, and it can act as the B button. And that's really the only two buttons you need, and you could play the entire game like that. Just like a NES controller. Yeah, for the most part. The only difference would be when you actually go to throw the ball, as you say, it has a little strap, you actually throw the ball. Okay. You have to do the whole animation? So you sorry, you have one too. Have you done this? You yeah. Don't, you don't have to. I, I think I prefer versus using the Joy-Cons. Is it like us high-fiving in Mario Party? It is an underhand throw, like you do in softball. 
It's very specific. I do yeah. overhand. That works. I do overhand, but yeah. You were reaching. He's playing so. a role. Yeah. I might be. This is my first day, so who knows? I don't know. I don't know what's right. I'm just right. tossing it. I don't know what's wrong, so we'll get there. Uh, on your recommendation, I picked up Donut County on iPad. Yes. What so do you think? I'm digging it. It's very charming, isn't it's it? It's super charming. There's no challenge to this game whatsoever. No. But it's it just is super fun just to listen to this raccoon defend himself. He's a total <laughs> asshole. He's a super asshole. BK. Yeah. I'm digging it, though. Cesar, you played this on PS4. Yeah, I already I went through and I beat that. I'm sure it's not a long game, and I'm probably almost done. I just I just popped it, you know, I downloaded it, and I was like, okay, let me play this for, I don't know, probably 30, think, 30 minutes. And, I think it took me a total of five hours, probably. Really okay. even that long? Like, I, I feel like I'm blowing through it, but, yeah. Does it scratch that uh, Katamari itch? Yeah it's, yeah, it's goofy, and it's fun, and I... Like I like looking at the description of the items. The trashopedia. Exactly what a raccoon would describe things as, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And I love how the each level's like a vignette, and uh, and it's told by somebody that he's pulled down into that hole with his game that he's playing, his yeah. app. I love just looking. He's at such the... a jerk. He doesn't know he's he, or he's acting like he doesn't do all yeah. those things. <laughs> exactly. They they bring something up and he likes to spin it to where it sounds like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, I helped you do this. And right. So, yeah. We all ended up in the hole, BK. What are you talking about? Yeah, you, didn't you didn't like this person me. anyway, so <laughs> I did you a favor. Remember they were accusing the, uh, I think, one of the early ones. Somebody's watching birds or something, and he's making fun of them for being bird watchers. He's like, what were you actually doing? Have you played that one? I think so. He's making fun of them. Yeah, it's it's great, though. I'm I'm really enjoying it. So, I mean, $5, it was totally worth it. Big time. Yeah. And uh, lastly, through Gamefly, I didn't buy this. I got Spyro the Reignotic Trilogy. Okay. And you're playing this on what platform? I'm playing on Xbox One X. Uh, I rented it for both um, just because I wanted to make sure I get it, but that's just the one they happened to send me. So right. I was kind of hoping to get it on PlayStation just because PlayStation Spyro. Yeah, but whatever. It's kind of hand in hand. That's right? the version they sent me, so I said, hey, cool. I'll just get whatever they send me. So Right. Um, looks good. Plays good. Um it definitely doesn't play like a newer game. They definitely kept that. Like, I really, I really want to zoom the camera out. Like, he's the camera's way too close to Spyro. That's kind of how it played. That's though, right? how it was it's though. Like hovering right over. That's his back. super how it was. I mean, it's not. They didn't. They didn't modernize it in much other ways other than the fact that you can use the right stick to pan the camera around. Right. Um, it plays just how I remember it, and, it, and I was never super into Spyro, but so I, I have played, played it before. I have all three of the PS One games. I beat the first one in like two settings. It's a very short game. I think I'm almost done with the first one. But it's real leisurely. It's not oh, yeah. a challenging platform. It's right? super it's chill. More of a, yeah, it's more of just an explore the world, collect the gems, light the things on fire. We were talking about, in, was it pre-production? We were talking about the Smash Brothers commercial with the song? No, that was during this podcast. It was during the podcast? Yeah. I thought it was pre-production. It's been that long. Oh, maybe it was. No, it, was it, was, it was. It was. It was right before it was we started. Trailer. It was right. Do you remember the the spiral commercials with him like flying around and burning up the narks or norks or whatever they call them? Yeah, I don't remember. That was good marketing. The spiral game that stands out. Yeah. Um. The load times are a bit long. I feel like like sometimes you'd be. <laughs> I read a review that said they were shorter on PS One. Yeah, they are. I'm pretty sure I don't remember them being that long. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm just like it's. You guys both said it was a huge install. It's 42 gigabytes. What was it on PS4? 30-something. 30-something? Mm-hmm. I wonder why it's larger on Xbox. I don't know. Maybe they didn't put as much on the disc. I joked with y'all in the, no, in the did chat. You see, that did you the, see the photo for the Xbox One? I think it was like 
700 kilobytes on that disc. I joke with y'all that the yeah. CD-ROM for PS1 had more data on it than that Blu-ray. I think it was it was about 20 gigs for my PS4 one. But I, somebody had taken a picture of it loading on the Xbox when they released it earlier, and mm-hmm. I think it was only six, 760 kilobytes or something. It was something. It was just a text key. file. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. That but kills me, man. Why I'm, are I'm, they at, doing I'm this? at least happy that they didn't release the one game on the disc and then give you a code to download the other two. At least, at least right. this disc acts as an unlock. It just pops. Yeah. Right. So, um, but I'm liking it. I'm probably gonna at least play through the first one. Um, I might send it back. And and, send it back and uh, buy the buy it on PlayStation later or something. I don't know. Or I might just keep this one because it's. Uh, I think it's like twenty four dollars or something for a keep price. Wow, it's pretty good. It's gonna uh, be somebody's gonna have it for thirty Black Friday. Mm. I can't remember. But I've I mean, it's, so many it's fun. I definitely like it way more than I like the Crash Bandicoot uh, one that came out with the weird hitboxes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like this. This actually feels right to me, whereas Crash Bandicoot felt. You know, they had those like, like I I know I didn't have this much trouble with Crash. Back yeah, then. there's that one. I think it's called Upstream. One of those first levels where you're jumping across the plants that close on you and all that. I yeah. missed so many jumps on that. I'm like, what? I'm just like, like I don't suck this bad. Like I may not I may not be super good at this game, but I'm like not this right. bad at it. Or even one of the first couple levels where you start having the sideways jumps. Like mm. you jump across the pit is like sideways, and I'm falling in the pit. And I'm like, what? I, yeah. I make it across that all the yeah. time. It's not a part. I know where I struggle in this game. It's not this part. Yeah, it's not simple jumps. Exactly. But uh, outside cool. of that, and I'll, I'll roll us around to Final Fantasy Thirteen. Final Fantasy Thirteen. So we so. all pop this into our respective Xbox disc slots. What <laughs> disc do we think? Slots. Uh, Let me start off with a hot yeah. take on this. Yeah, go for it. Because I remember you, you're playing on S. I'm playing on S, yeah. and I played this when it came out on PS3. Mm-hmm. I put maybe ten hours into it, so I didn't get it. It was boring to me. Yeah. Or something came out, or I just didn't have any draw to go back to it. This is Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, it kind of it kind of has that. You start aesthetic. off on a train. Yeah, you're part of like Zaz, the guy with me, keeps mentioning that I was a former soldier. Yeah, there's these you know helmeted guards. You that have attack no personality. You. Your main character, just about. Yeah, you're just going forward <laughs> with the mission. Yeah, this is straight Final Fantasy VII to start off with. Yeah, kind of does seem that's that way. my quick impression. Yeah, no, I I see I see the parallels for sure. So like the seven remake, like I could see this being what we end up. I hope not. I hope <laughs> we end up with more like fifteen. It's gonna be like Kingdom Hearts or fifteen. Fifteen. This game is freaking gorgeous. I know I'm playing on S, yeah. but like the cutscenes, and I did see the cutscenes got like brand new remaster. Yeah, was that for S or and X or is that just for X? The remaster on the cutscene was that for every version? I'm pretty sure it's all of them. Okay, because it looks it looks way better than it has any business. Because I was, I was yeah I was like man this is clean like it's this, colorful too yeah. for a generation like for drab grays and browns and all that mm-hmm. this game's gorgeous yeah yeah it's a super clean looking game so sorry you popped it in yes what do you think of it sorry because you recently played it on PS3 mm-hmm. I think that was a 1080p version I think the 361 was always a 720p one. Yeah. But now this is more or less the definitive version of 13. This is an upgraded version. I don't know if I say definitive. Not definitive? Yeah. I hate that word. It's an upgraded version. Nothing else like has definitive. been changed other than the graphics. What makes that definitive? Best way to play The it. best way to do it. The best looking way? Oh, best guess. looking, best playing. Why else would you have an I don't Xbox One X? I don't think it runs like, any better than the... Definitive will be like something altering the gameplay, adding something up extra. I mean, I don't... I don't, I don't like a director's graphics. cut. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Get, I don't give a fuck about graphics. Fuck graphics. 
Nah, I say I say definitive is, is the <laughs> yeah. best way to play, whether it be graphics or gameplay, one or the other, and it doesn't really improve the gameplay any. Right. I'd say still this is still the same game. It, it still was. runs the same. Yeah. I don't know. I just hate that phrase, definitive. I hate that. When you fired it up on PS3 earlier this year, were you playing on PlayStation now, or is it on that service? No. You were playing on the disc. Yeah. One disc. Versus the three. Versus the three. Is it three for... Well, Xbox, you technically only need that one disc to install. And any disc, right? You just pop in any I don't know, actually. I I just did disc one. What was y'all's install? Mine was 30 gigs, I think, for the It was 30 for me. 30 for y'all? Around 30, yeah. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, that sounds right. Well, the game looks good. I don't yeah, know if I'll keep going with it. I just want to see how it looks. I don't know if I'll keep going with it either. I would like to, but it's it comes out nice. I um, mean, it's super crisp and clean. That and intro cutscene was amazing. Yeah. That makes sense. So, Director of Thirteen was the event planner for Seven. So, ah, he did plan the event stores. The same like uh, main plot lines mm-hmm. and all that. He likes trains. We we know this. I just I heard Zaz use some of those phrases that lost me when I when I first played it with Lassie and Falsy mm-hmm. and all this stuff. I was like, yeah, what? I don't know. A lot of the the lines just sound odd at first too. It's like you you sound like you're reading off a of paper, which I know they are. But yeah. <laughs> voice acting seem has has been good. And another thing, like from other, because I've played twelve this year, I have played ten this year. Mm. There's some real cool in between the set pieces and the and the cutscenes. There's been some real cool transitions, like uh, Zaz and Lightning were talking to each other on the train, and he's like at the end of the video, he's like climbing down from the train, and when he climbs down. Your chapter name is like loading, and then your lightning. So it's just this—it's this smooth transition from cutscene to almost like they what they wanted to do with ten, where they had the same character models as the FMVs, and they just mm-hmm. went through. I mean, they still had the—they still had the full motion FMVs, but then they also had the the in-game graphic ones. Yeah, this seems like the culmination of that because that gap—you can see that gap getting even more narrow. Yeah, it's Definitely. all mostly all in engine. Yeah, yeah, because you had the seven. Uh, like Final Fantasy VII era, those blocky characters on the screen. <laughs> that FMVs and you had CG. The FMVs and looked, Yeah, the FMVs were the like pixelation. the same blocky yeah. type, and the but the cutscenes were great. The FMVs were like the full character art and stuff. I think eight and nine tightened that gap even more. Ten was close because you had the seamless transition, and this this just seems like that next that next step up. Most of the FMVs in seven, eight, nine were just stuff happening in the background with the the same sure. characters. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a full video CG. I think ten there was like three different character models for all the characters. There was like the super close up face ones, and then they had the like the one you were running around the field, and then they had like an in between one as well. Yeah, so you can definitely tell Tita's face Tetis. on some of them. Are, are you are you? 100% going with t- Team nah, Titus at this I'm point? Going with just because of Kingdom Hearts? Oh, no. Titus. Just, just for the. Sazar, Titus, Titus? They don't matter to me. What do they ever call him in 10? I don't even remember. I don't I think they do because you can name him. They never name him. They never say his name. Yeah, you can name your own character, him. I'm pretty sure. I don't it's know. been a while since I played 10, so I don't remember. Doesn't seem right, but who knows? Any of y'all going to continue on 13? Michael, you said you're probably not. I may just see where it goes. Um, you just put some time into it earlier I'm this year. I'm further on in PS3. Yeah, You'll just pick that one up. Yeah. I mean, that's why I said I'm not... The graphics is not enough to throw me. It looks good, but... Play a game because you want to play it. Choose true. For graphics. Wherever you want to play it. Yeah. Especially if you're that far into it on Bring the, it to another Switch. system. There's no point. There's Bring 13 over. to Switch. Yeah. Alright, is that it for us? I think that's it. We're going to close with our announcement for tomorrow. We alluded to it last week. We're definitely going to be at DreamHack tomorrow. I think it's going to be Cesar and I. Hack the dreams. Hack them up. Is that what we're going to do all day? We're hacking dreams. Hack yeah. dreams. Mm. It's your birthday. We'll be hacking dreams. Just go smacking controllers out of people's hands as they're trying to win. 
The dream is ours. Exactly. Eat this red pill. Your dream has been hacked. Do you have any birthday wishes for dream hack? Give me... No. I was going to go red pills, but then that's too far. Oh, that's good stuff. Take whatever was the red pill. Which red pill? I always get them confused. I would never yeah. know. Can you explain? I've seen that, that movies. I've seen that movie. 50 I can. I was. I always keep forgetting which ones I want to take now. One. Which one is reality? And which one puts you back in the matrix? Yeah. Which one would you take? What is reality? Assume in the. Would you want to go to the reality, or would you want to stay in the matrix? Had he seen what the reality was at that point? Like, had he seen the ship and uh, eating the goo and all that? Yeah. Was he already in that point? No, I mean, I no. So. He was at that point where he's questioting some stuff. Remember, yeah. he didn't see anything. They haven't gone to get him yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you know. knew about it, would you want to stay in this dream world? Yes. I think I would. Yes. Yeah, I I'm just probably gonna stay. I'd. I'd uh, what's it? Ignorance is bliss. What's his, uh, Unless they tell me I'm the one and I'm a badass, then I might be like, hey, yeah, I'm down. Even still, I don't want to live in a shithole. Eating that goo. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Everything the body needs. Mm-hmm. We should have a Matrix podcast. We discuss Matrix philosophies. Just Matrix one. So no podcast. Two thirds of us will be at not two Dream, and three. Dreamhack tomorrow. We're just gonna gloss over two and three and just go to Dreamhack. Two and three what? Matrix. Uh, they don't exist. There we go. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say that. I was waiting for you to say the drink toasters. <laughs> I mean those things that come in the box that I just use for put my my drinks on. <laughs> I don't own them. Those don't exist. I think uh, it's supposed to be on sale for $18 on Black Friday with all three. I might do it. The story ends with him hanging up the phone and flying out of the phone booth. That's it. We never know what happens with Agent Smith mm-hmm. and all them. I never do. That's a good way to end it. Yep. In, in this instance, I would say good on you for probably, not watching the other two. Probably just stick with just that one just, conclusion. Yeah, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll give you that. The Matrix podcast. All right, so we'll be at DreamHack tomorrow in the Matrix. Possibly. Dreamhack Atlanta. This is a. Uh, we were looking over the schedule earlier. So that's they're going to have Smash Brothers. They're going to have Halo. They're going to have Splatoon. We're going to be taking our Nintendo Switches with Mario Kart and what else did we discuss? Tennis. Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis Aces. We'll see if we can find some that's games. Two of eight that we can bring. We need to find six more. Binding of Isaac multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Yep, because I'm sure everybody's going to have that on the floor. Everybody. Breath of the Wild multiplayer. It's, it's like it's four swords. Whilst did they add that uh, bike thing? It's for racing. multiplayer, right? It's for racing. Breath of the Wild Racing League, like they added to uh, Destiny. I mean, who's going to play Luigi if we bring Mario Odyssey? With the death stare? I never beat Mario Odyssey. What? I lost interest. Remember, just, we had this conversation. He preferred the 3DS one. Mario 3D Land. Oh? Is greater than we Mario did. Odyssey. We did. Okay, yeah, that was a while ago. My unpopular opinion. All right, so we'll be there tomorrow, listeners. Um, you may not have heard this episode, but you heard it last week. We'll be at DreamHack. Come see us. We'll have stickers to hand out. Here's the stickers. They look lovely. They're yeah. our logo. Thank you, listener Charles, for those stickers. I think he'll also be there in one of his Death Trooper costumes. Um, we shouldn't get kicked out for soliciting, right? No, it's for networking and businesses and things like that. We'll, we'll have backpacks and laptops. And That's not a big excuse when gear? you get kicked you out. It's networking. What happens if you get kicked out of DreamHack? Then what happens? Then you're back in the fucking reality world eating the goo <laughs> on the ship. I mean, we're eating the goo right now, so. Are we? Yeah, we're not in the reality world. We're not in the dream world? Mm. This is starting to feel like Inception. I'm starting to be sick to my stomach. Did you see that movie at least? Yes. That's a great movie. Okay. With the bassoon? <laughs> That's all I remember, yeah. This is not real. It is real. You're Lots die. of movies do that now in their trailers, and it's annoying. Uh, we want to thank our listeners who went out and gave us good reviews on iTunes. Thank mm-hmm. you for those five-star reviews. That helps us out tremendously, All right. as we are a weekly podcast. Keep doing um, it. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast. 
SoundCloud, our there partner, we go. I was and, on that one. and Spotify. We're now on Spotify. So Good you, job. You young bucks that like to do your Spotify, you can find us there. Mm-hmm. Uh, send your corrections to nofodcast at gmail.com. If we messed up, which we never have. Mm-mm, never. Except for listen that one listener, Michael, out there who yep. likes to send in complaints about yeah. They're not the corrections, they're just complaints. I have the ears of a fox. Maybe if he was on every show, he wouldn't have to send yep. complaints. He could do live yeah. reactions. Yeah. You can't hold your hand all the time, Richard. <laughs> I carry this thing. I can't send in corrections all the time. Uh, if we did screw up on anything, or you got anything you want to add, any questions you want to ask, we'd love to read some uh, listener questions on air. Send them to nofodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us uh, by searching nofodcast on Twitter mm-hmm. or Instagram. Feel free Michael. to fucking add us on Twitter, I guess. Uh, Twitter is our avenue for announcing new episodes, and we're not very active on Twitter. I don't know, but if somebody's bitching at us on Twitter, then, then there's... Yes, no Twitter's a good communication yeah. tool, which we're not using, um, outside of Gmail. I post PS4 shares on there occasionally. That's uh, yeah, Michael does. Yeah, give a shit on there, Twitter. I'll jump in there and help y'all. I'll be like, yeah, fuck those guys. I'll jump in there. <laughs> you're going to tag team. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're yeah, hard, yeah, yeah, fuck those guys. Us. I know those bitches. You're just going to start railing yeah, us. Yeah, fuck them. Poor reviews. And all they do is cry and whine about shit. Oh God, no! Please give us, please give us good, <laughs> good feedback. Uh, give us good questions to read on air. And um, I guess that's it for me this week. Y'all good? Yay! All right, we hope to see some of y'all tomorrow. At Dreamhack, and uh, <coughs> we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Adios. Boom.